Listen, just just dip it, man. Take that healing hammer advice, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just... I had I had skeletons <laughs> like that. Like real talk, I had skeletons yeah. like that in Warhammer Fantasy that like I started playing like fourth ed. The old like yeah. resins. Oh, like the old old yeah. resins, right? The ones that like if you left in the sun they started to like sag. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like those fucking... Yeah, were that where the hand bones were the same thickness as the thigh bones because yeah. of the sculpting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I did. I did do the, the dip technique because it was like, it was in a white door for some shit or maybe yeah. it was like someone at the store was talking about it. And I did do that and just painted little red eyes. On yeah. Them. The future, the Minwax future floor, wax, floor wash stuff and uh, uh, guaranteed to give you lumpy skeletons that look halfway decent from 10 feet away. Yeah. No, this, I mean, when you're, you know, back then. I think the standard was 2,500 points, which I never fully Yikes. reached before 5th Ed came out, or before 5th Edition uh, um, uh, uh, Fantasy came out. I never quite got to tw- – so we were doing, like, team battles where, like, I would play, like, what I did have with my friend's uh, Lizardmen or my friend's uh, High Elves. Uh, my friend Sam talk about him pretty often. Um, against, mm-hmm. like, his brother or his brother and his friend. And, you know, so we just – we usually played, like, little, like, mosh kind of games. Um which were actually a blast. Like that was my like earliest memories of, of Warhammer, and then I then I played 40k and we had to take it seriously, and it got less fun. <laughs> oh, you you had to take it seriously. It had to. Yeah. Oh, I played it like I played with some of the groggiest grognards that have ever grognarded uh, when it came to 40k. But like totally the the big fish small pond sort of like it was just a store of that guys. You know, like it was everyone trying to out that guy each other, none of them having actually been to Adepticon, but like one of them maybe went like three years ago and talked about, you know, like that sort of circle. Yeah, well, we were, we were right up the road from, uh, from Glen Burnie, you know, in, in, in Jersey. It's only a couple hours drive down to, to Maryland where the old bunker used to be. Hmm. Right. So games day was always there. So all of our crowd was like three quarters of the year was preparing for games day and just going down there and basically unleashing that same energy that you were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. Like, it, I don't lament those days. They were, you know, they were fine. But 40k never really resonated for me the way Warhammer Fantasy Battle did, and the way AOS does. Um, it just, it's weird because I like sci-fi better overall. I write. I tend to write like speculative fiction or like like ultra reality stuff where it's like it's modern, not quite like urban fantasy or urban sci-fi, but just oh, I like, got you. I know. You know, yeah, just, what, what you what you would call weird fiction. Yeah, yeah it's just weird. It's just weird stuff, yeah. kind of, you know, like, the sort of thing, you know, like, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Chuck Palahniuk, just sort of, like, weird shit. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's some spec fic in there, sometimes there's, like, some, like, you know, uh, borderline real or hyper-real element that shows up, depending, I don't like to explain things much. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I write, too, and for me, it's just a hobby, you know, I've never considered myself... Uh, to have the discipline to like pursue it as a real thing, but like every other, you know, like every other asshole who likes Age of Sigmar, I got a, a novel three quarters finished that I'll, I'll, I'm promise I'm going to get to someday. Except I made that promise in 2009. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, not to, I mean, not to be that guy, but you know, just what's stopping you from finishing it? Like, is it just time? Uh, motivation. Is it motivation. Motivation. It's. I, I learned very early that um, to be happy with things for myself, I had to not try to um, set goalposts that mm. were sort of artificial. Um, and for me, that worked really, really good. 
so for me honestly like i'm i'm very much of like a like a butterfly when it comes to stuff where i'll just like flip from one thing to the next and like touch lightly on it and then we'll you know leave because we only get one life you know and i, right. I think that people who've experienced um real hardship you know real you know real shit so to speak they can let things go and they can approach things like and not have to force it you know um if it's not if it's not family and health like what am i forcing this for you know if i want to write this book i'll write this book like i'm not you know no one's waiting for it and holding a paycheck over my head about it so if it if it brings me you know if it it brings me some fulfillment i'll do it if not like it can sit in my computer not hurt nobody see you know I like I, I I have a doing live sort of a live broadcast. I usually have this rule of going out when the energy's like right or when we've like had like a really good. Sin- we can stop the show now. That was amazing. <laughs> I haven't even done the intro. That was, I mean, well, fair enough. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. Like I I like I've been playing I've been playing miniatures games. I started in '93. Mm-hmm. Is when I is when I started playing uh, uh, minis games and. You know, I played 40k for a long time, but like never my main game. I played AOS since it came out. I bought into AOS on release day. Not my main game, you know. But well, I play it. I enjoy it. And what was, what was the game in '93? Like, if I may ask. That was my main game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Warzone, bro. <laughs> Warzone. Never, never, never played. Never played. Oh my god! All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some PDFs, on Okay. Like when we're done, because. Uh- Warzone the Mutant Chronicles, it's been like 15 different oh, adaptations. Did, did they make oh, go ahead, go ahead. A terrible movie with Ron Perlman? Yeah. yeah, they and there was a there was a board game that they tried to sell as like sort oh, of a standalone. There was like nine. Yeah, yeah, Chron- yeah, the Mutant Chronicles. Yeah, you know, was, I I had the, I I got it from fucking KB Toys. Yeah. Yep. And and, and uh Necro Mutants and a Black Ezogul. Yeah, fucking yeah. No, I, yeah. it was terrible. It was it was supposed to be like it reminded me of Hero yeah. Quest, so I bought into it, but oh, yeah. it had like space mutants in it, and I'm like, oh, yep. that's fucking sweet. I got about ten pounds of it, about. <laughs> and you had the little. Uh, what I thought was cool about it is you had the modular board tiles, and yeah, then you had this like yeah, citadel yeah, little, at the middle, a little tower. Yeah. I, I always played the team that was like the that had like the, the they were Japan, they were space Japan. I always played space Japan. Mishima. Mishima, yeah, Mishima, yeah, yeah. yeah. They uh, I, listen that that property has been. That's like the town bike, man. Everyone's had a turn on that property, and now it's like a <laughs> sad old bag <laughs> like limping around the internet. <laughs> like, it gets it. about every about every four or five years, someone in Europe's like, we're going to revive this. And they take like a swing at it, and it's just like, poor Warzone. It's just like, let me die. Just, just please. <laughs> Stop. Stop I, telling Ron Perlman to finance his kids' braces by making another shitty movie about me. Oh, man, man. It's, been like, it's been like five video games. I think it was like on the N-Gage. The yeah, it was. There was an N-Gage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was an N-Gage game with the Rifts game. game. Yeah. And the Rifts game, yeah. It was just like, if you have a place that's buying up sad, dying properties, like you, they've probably taken a swing at Warzone. But that was that was my, my game back in the day, man. It was virtually every thing that we consider modern mm-hmm. in war games was in Warzone in like 93, 94. Like name a modern convention, like pre-measuring, mm-hmm. uh, models having a certain number of actions they can do a turn, uh, army composition not being based on points, but being based on like you have this many units, this many heroes, theme forces, special benefits for restricting army selection, uh, using both templates and non-template attacks. Like all that was in Warzone. Like it was the granddaddy of all these modern innovations of miniatures games. Uh, you'd use D20s, so you had like a lot of attachment points to like 
the, the dice rolls were real granular. It was like, I mean, chef's kiss of a system. It was brilliant. That's actually awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, the problem, the problem was it was the greatest system I've, I've seen in miniatures games and it had the dog dick ugliest models. Oof, this side of like the garbage heap. It was. Well, and, and minis games do sell in the backs of their, like sort of the strength of their, their yeah. minis. I feel like, um, real quick, we do have, uh, the oil barons showing up in chat with their oil invasion, uh, oiling up, uh, with all the, all the gift subs here. So Ruby rod is just going to be spamming everybody all throughout the intro here. Um, welcome, welcome in chat gang. Welcome in oil barons. I'm of course the magical Mr. Mephisto, uh, the most dangerous man in age of Sigmar. I am joined tonight by Ulf. Uh, or Wolf Paints on Twitter and and in our Discord here. How's it going, bud? How are you? Hi, everyone in uh, in the chat. Um, I don't know most of you, but awesome to see you. <laughs> and oil, uh, oil invasion sounds a little aggressive, but I'm I'm down. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be uh, talking about Warhammer, obviously minis games. Uh, I think we're, we might sneak in a little riffs chat, um, but but mostly what we're gonna be talking about tonight is fighting people for real. Fight, 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 fight. <laughs> And by that I mean uh, SCA uh, battles, or or what is it? Society for anachronistic, for, uh, or creative. Society for creative anachronism. There you go. Yeah, yeah Society for creative uh, anachronism. So, so yeah. Um, I guess Ruby Rod's going to keep doing his thing. Um, what what is SCA? Like, what is that? Um, all right. So let me let me preface this um, as a lot of people often do in in sort of these kind of conversations. Uh, first of all, it's a, it's a, it's made up of people, so therefore no one person is right about what it is or wrong about what it is. Ooh, right? like yeah. So the, the 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 line we always give when explaining SCA is if you ask 50 people in SCA the same question, you're going to get 55 different answers. <laughs> all right. So grain of salt time. What I say is my experience and my personal journey with this awesome hobby. Um, the only thing you can take 100% legit is when I talk about safety. All right, so because this is real fighting, for real, uh, safety is something I take very, very seriously, and I'm kind of like known for being a little bit of a stickler and kind of a hard ass about safety. So when I talk about safety, you can take that to the bank. Like that's what I say there is is legit 100%. Everything else is my personal experience seen through the lens of what I've done, and everyone has a different take on it. So having said that, um, roughly put SCA is like a it's it's a it's half medieval reenactment society and then half like combat sport and where the slider is between those two extremes is sort of up to the person playing so some people go into it full on I researched what kind of buttons they wore in like 1390 and like I went and had them cast and like I paid a million dollars to have like Belgian linen flown in so I could make my arming coat out of the appropriate materials. And then some people are like, my armor is made of pickle barrel plastic and it is bright white. And I go fight my friends because fighting people is legit awesome. And both of those people are welcome. Like it's a, it's a great society and it's a great game that I've been involved in for like decades because neither of those camps really gets cut out of the fun. And it's uh, it's kind of dope for that. So it's it speaks both to like history and people who like that, and then it speaks to sport and fighting and like that side of camaraderie because they're both legitimate ways to engage with this idea of like medievalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Like I, I 
I don't think it was it was specifically the SCA. Uh, there are different types of like sort of this like reenactment and or fighting. Um, I remember when I would do like conventions and stuff, there would be like this sort of dueling, just strictly dueling, and there that was like its own type of sort of society. Um, y'all are more focused on like the melees, or am I uh, misinterpreting that? Okay, so depending on where you go, like I said, 55, 50 Skadians, 55 answers, uh, you can have either. Like you very well may have seen SCA people. So okay. in the shorthand is Skadian, S-C-A, you know, D-N, like Canadian, whatever. We're called Skadians. Okay, I like this. This is um, way easier. I'm going to use your... Uh, yeah. I'm use your... All right. So, so like, um, what, what did you see, fencing? Uh, actually, it was it was uh, it actually it was a lar- uh, it was a uh, spear and spear and shield versus a guy with a great sword, and he had like the actual like leather uh, uh, grip on the blade, mm-hmm. so he was you know using it kind of yeah. Okay, it was, but it was steel. It was like yeah, it was steel. it was it was steel. Okay. Yeah, so not SCA then. Um, yeah. You you either saw something like like Hema or Battle of Nations. You saw one of the steel fighting communities. Okay. Okay. Um, were they wearing like full armor, like full on helmets and everything? Yeah. yeah. So you probably saw what's called Battle of Nations, or you saw HEMA, which is Historical European Martial Arts. There's a bunch of different... Okay, yeah, yeah. like I said, I knew there were some yeah. different things. So what differentiates mm-hmm. uh, you, you Skadians from, from those other guys, I guess? The type of fighting. It's it's like A lot of people do both. Okay. okay. Uh, one of my best friends, John, he, he has been active in both. My buddy Mark has been active in both. Like, there's The difference is the, the rules of the game. Right, so it's like saying, you know, what what distinguishes uh, Kings of War from Age of Sigmar? Mm-hmm. You know, they both use little plastic duders. They both require you to paint. You stand across the table and roll dice at each other. But the difference is in the, you know, the minutia, the way the way that we approach it, the way it plays out. Um, so we do both big battles, like you were saying, like melees is what we call them, and then we mm-hmm. do singles, which is like, you know, one person versus one person getting in a list in a in a small space and fighting it out. Mm-hmm. Is there is when you're doing the sort of one one v ones? Is there rules on like? Mm. Is it like do you do okay sword v sword or or can you bring your your weapon of choice? Like do you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so so it depends on the tournament. Um, typically, it's it's weapon of choice, generally speaking. Um, but then there are tournaments that are, you know, have a theme. Yeah, who's the like best swordsman? Right, like they want to know who that right. heck is the best with a long blade. Right, like. Like we do, we do something um, where you rotate through weapon forms. So you fight like best of five with matched forms. So you would start off like sword and shield, then you go great sword, then you go polearm, then you go you know whatever. So there's there's all different ways. It's just like like a miniatures game. You decide how you want to play and set the ground rules. So there's there's not really a very much hard and fast other than the the safety component and the fact that we all have to obey the same rules when we you know when we fight. Um, yeah. So I, I got to ask the obvious question, like, <laughs> okay. how did you get into this? Like, is it just like you, you okay. saw people at a convention, you were walking past, you're like, man, I really want to fight someone for real, but with swords and shit. And then like, you just started doing Google searches. How did you get into this? Okay. So uh, I'm going to shout out my original game store stomping grounds in Cedar Grove, New Jersey. So shout out to Time Warp Comics and Games. Uh, been there for, you know. 25 plus years now um and uh time warp was the local gaming store where i went to where i went to college you know it's about a mile away from the school so we would like walk our broke asses down there to go <laughs> to go like you know see if we could scrape together enough nickels to buy a couple of packs of like uh, you know unlimited magic cards yep hope you strike um, it big so you can trade it in for store credit and get something more substantial 
<laughs> yeah. Except at that time, magic cards weren't worth, you know, a pile of beans. And we used like a, you know, Mox jet as a bookmark, you know? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> oh, no. The before times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we were the, going to. You're the reason board. we can't find the power anymore. Like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. You're. you're, you're Let's not go down that rabbit hole because this is this is a happy place. <laughs> um, no, so so we used to we used to play uh, we used to play war games down at uh, down at Time Warp, and one day we heard this like enormous racket out behind the store, and it sounded like someone was like attacking like a panel truck with a baseball bat, and we're like, what the hell is this? So we go outside to see what's going on. And there's these dudes out there in armor, and they're just like slugging away at each other in this little parking lot that they've cleared off. They've like parked their cars to kind of make sure nobody wanders in mm-hmm. they've made like a little pocket between like the the store and the woods and they've got a little parking lot they got a little overhead light and they're just like <laughs> going to town and it's it's loud it's shockingly loud because you have a big uh, aluminum shield and someone's thrashing on it um so i see here uh, sj arcade is asking how he gets in uh can i drop a website here absolutely absolutely okay go to uh sca dot org and uh there'll be more information that you can shake a stick at and some dope pictures of some friends of mine <laughs> um so yeah check that out that's a that's a great place to start and um a little later on i think maybe we'll get into how you can find people in your area because there's a whole system in place for like doing exactly what uh mephisto just asked about so anyway we, we're, we're at time warp and we're, we're pushing around our little duders and you know plastic ass like space marines with no paint on them that we were playing like one squad of dudes uh, as as is proper for the uh, 40k yeah. community yeah no, it was <laughs> terrible uh so we, we go outside and we see this and we're just like all right i guess we're talking to these guys because this is this is dope yeah. so we uh yeah we got into it that way and they were super welcoming and we went to their practice for a couple you know three, four months, and then we started uh, cobbling together armor, and we looked awful, and we had a great time. <laughs> uh, and then I sort of did it for a bunch of years, and then like everybody else, like every cliche in the book, I left it behind for a couple of years, took a break, and uh, came back to it. And then dove into it like even more headfirster than the first time. Yeah. And I've kind of been doing it ever since. I got back into it in about 2011, so it's been about, about 10 years now that I've been back into it for real so to speak so do you use live steel or is it blunted like with with stuff uh, yeah yeah so look at this we got props uh rip people listening on spotify and itunes all right here we go so this is a so i have a couple of things sitting here so this is a this is a sword it's a one-handed sword mm-hmm. um you can see that it's, it's seen some use well uh, well loved yeah so so this is uh this is rattan um and what rattan is is if you've ever seen the uh, I don't know if you can hear that I can hear it yeah um, if you've ever seen that uh, really sturdy wicker lawn furniture mm-hmm. the stuff that has like the curled arms that look like you know like thin wicker but it's like rock hard yeah, yeah. that's that's this stuff okay um, so rattan is a type of grass actually weirdly enough it's not wood yeah. like bamboo right bamboo is a grass yeah except this is not hollow and uh doesn't splinter like bamboo does mm-hmm. so it um it's an ideal fighting thing because it gets soft when it breaks because the last thing you want is like a splinter breaking off and winding yeah. up somewhere it should right right yeah so that's that's one weapon and then i have uh my, my baby over here that i i love so much Let me grab her so this is a <laughs> it's so like a, a almost like a tone a, like just a classic it's a, yeah, it's a it's a kana, it's a kanabo it's a japanese like short mace is what it's meant to represent mm-hmm. like a little baby tatsuba 
And you can see this is pretty substantial. Like if you if you look at that, it's about yeah. two got, or three quarter inches thick piece of wood. Got some girth to it, yeah. You can uh, you know, you can kill someone with it if you hit them without a helmet. Like it's it's no joke. So not to think that these are like boffered, like soft, like safety weapons. They're uh no, I, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have uh, mail as you walk out of. You got some bruises, even like you know. Yeah. <coughs> Pardon me. There, there may or may not be, but definitely is uh, a Facebook group called the SCA Heavy Combat Bruise Wall, <laughs> where people display their their lovely tattoos they've collected. Yeah, yeah. So, so you mentioned safety because, like, I noticed you got like essentially like you have these um, these beaten sticks, right? That that represent the we the weapons. They do have some heft to them. They seem decently solid. What are what is this the safety in this? Like, is it? Just really good armor. Is there sort of uh, okay targeting places? Like what? What's yeah, the safety? All, all that. All that. Any anything that you would that you would expect in a sport where you could die if you are unsafe, <laughs> um, we have. Uh, so we joke around a lot about like you know derpy fighting techniques and 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 people getting knocked out and all this stuff. But it's like at the end of the day, safety is the most important thing because if you're gonna go out and hit your friends, last thing you want to do is really hurt them. You know. Right. So. Right. Uh, we have we have very strict rules about like you're not allowed to target below the wrist, you're not allowed to target below the ankles, um, anywhere where there's like small bones close to the surface, essentially. Right. So you can't like intentionally uh, smack someone in the hand, mm -hmm. even if like in real life that would be an ideal place to hit somebody. Right. So yeah. They couldn't use their sword anymore. Yeah. Um, but no, other than that, you know, we 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 fight and we um, we wear armor, uh, and the whole idea is to um, you know, to not get hurt. So, like, I actually have some stuff that I made. So, like, that is a uh, that's a forearm. <laughs> See, you you are you're a. Uh, I mean, uh, you're the. I just put it this way: you're the 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 prize fighter gladiator size that I would want on my team. When you held <laughs> yeah. that up, I thought that was a shoulder pad. <laughs> oh, well, that's the magic. Of, that's the magic of foreshortening too. It's like right by the camera. Yeah. Um, no, I'm a, I'm not a small guy. I'm like six five. I'm like not. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not having trouble getting seen in the group photos. I'm, I'll put it that way. Um, but yeah, so like you would wear something like articulated like this, mm -hmm. right? So you can see that it would cover my my elbow, mm -hmm. and you can still move in it like perfectly. Pretty fluidly. decent. Pretty decent movement, actually. Like. Kind of oh yeah, yeah. So this is this is part of a Japanese kit that I currently wear. Um, yeah, and then you know you don't want to go. You want to be able to paint your miniatures. So <laughs> <laughs> so this would be an example of like like a a clamshell gauntlet that we would wear for fighting. And you can see again, like you were talking about being well loved. This guy's yeah. This guy's taking me through a couple of, and that's not blood there. Two, that's paint. Dozen. That that was paint I saw. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That yeah. That was totally. Yeah. <laughs> that was paint, not blood. It's actually. Uh, it's. I'm pretty sure it's duct tape residue. I'm pretty sure I cranked someone who was wearing red duct tape. So, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> and it just transferred. Yeah. But uh. But yeah. So the you know. Once you've got once you've got this and you've got your you know you've got your stick going there's really nowhere you can get hit that wouldn't you know, would break anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually shockingly, uh, you know, shockingly safe really um, for how violent it is. 
you know, wonderfully violent, honestly. Um. <laughs> there's, there's a joy. I think there's, I mean, I think, uh, I, it, there's, it, it's not, not a mystery to anyone who's watched, who's watched rank for any amount of time that, that I'm a fan of sports. Like I, I actually like, yeah. like in terms of humanity, sport for the sake of sport, I think there's something like perfectly human and beautiful about it. You know, like a lot of these things that we used to have to do to survive that we've since still celebrate the sort of like the best of the camaraderie and all the good stuff, but not have to necessarily, you know, you know, like the idea of like competition for competition's sake, like the the Olympics, like stuff like that, it, which represents on one hand human achievement. I want to see paragons that are the best at whatever it is they do, do that. You know, and I want an excuse in a way to watch that happen. So I like, I really do enjoy sport for sport's sake. And you're combining essentially sport with, I mean, combat sports. Like it's, it's, you know, the oh, yeah. sweet science, right? As, as boxing was once called. Um, well, it's, it's this, it's this great intersection of, of what you're talking about, of being free to, to pursue something that would be wildly taboo otherwise. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I cannot settle my disagreements with you when we're off camera in person by picking up a canabo and cranking you in the face with it. Right. Like, yeah. That, that is, that would be frowned upon. And yeah. Know, yeah. We're, 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 we're civil folks uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, however, if my buddy Haas was here and me and him were having a disagreement and we had our SCA gear, I can be like, put your helmet on. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to hit you. <laughs> And if you like, you can hit me, and then uh, afterward we'll both feel better. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll we'll hug it out and we'll walk away, and uh, it'll be great. It'll be very cathartic. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and there's there's something there's something kind of wonderful about it. I think that um, it allows you to tap into something that you're just not allowed to. Mm -hmm. That that we're also constantly shown. Mm -hmm. You know, um, like how many movies do we watch where people solve their problems of violence? every single every single movie it seems like yeah you know how many situations do we hold up as 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 kind of laudable where someone uses their fist or a weapon or a knife or a sword or a gun or something to to deal with a problem that's confronting them and like none of us can do that that's like a yeah it's it's i mean most problems in our reality unfortunately cannot be solved with violence and i yeah. maybe unfortunately is doing some weird sort of heavy lifting or pushing i'm not sure which direction it's moving well, that, well, let's, that let's rephrase it let's rephrase it <laughs> unfortunately you don't have a direct solution how about that yeah you yeah it, there's it's just i mean life is complicated you know it's nice mm -hmm. to decomplicate things like i i mean uh, sports are uh, sports balls always like i think it's something that i can use as like a communicator for most people to like translate this to it but like you know seeing that sweet like windmill dunk on somebody's head there's like even in the audience i get to like oh that was so cool it yeah. it's like that but i would imagine amplified when it's like a combat sport or when it's uh, oh yeah you know when it when you're you're when you're fighting people for real i guess <laughs> what i'm saying yeah and that's there's 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 really something to it that is incredibly liberating yeah. um I'll, I'll tell you right now my anxiety problems kind of went away when i started fighting for real because it was like one night a week, I could take everything from the last six days, walk into a place, shake hands with a dude, square up, watch the fear grow in their eyes, <laughs> and have a fight. <laughs> maybe win, maybe lose. Yeah. I don't know. 
And then we both get up with a couple of bruises and we laugh, we hug, and then somebody shouts again, and then we do it again. So speaking of winning uh, and losing, how do, you, how do you determine that? Like, because you, you okay. obviously have your singular and you were talking singular. So maybe talk about that mm-hmm. first and then we can expand it out to like uh, the sure. lights. Yeah, sure. So, so essentially um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's weirdly like little kid rules. Uh, so you know how like you would like fight with like, I don't know. Whatever your preference was, maybe it was like uh, sticks. We, we had maybe it was, we, we had yeah. um, sticks for a spell. We did nerf. We had what we called night wars when we were growing up, and night mm-hmm. wars were uh, we had a combination of nerf weapons and like foam bats, basically that were our swords. And if you got hit in the arm, you lost the damn arm. And if you got in the torso, See, you're you're okay. dead. Like you, you know, you just described the SCA targeting system. That's where I was leading you to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you take a if you take a shot in the arm, you lose the arm. You mm-hmm. take a shot in the leg, you lose the leg. You take a shot in the torso or the head, lights out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I when I was a kid, we did the same thing. You know, bro- broom handles, and you know, someone would cry, and then you would uh, switch back to sticks or pool noodles. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, then as you got older, it was like fluorescent tubes you found behind like the hardware store. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Um, uh, that, that's for my wrestling days, actually. Yeah, <laughs> well, we, we all have the we all have the T-shirt with the white marks on it. Yeah. From the, uh, oh, the they make such a such a great noise when when you get hit with one of those. Oh yeah. It's oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. um you know speaking of safety first, it's the first rule of wrestling <laughs> is you know be safe basically. Like, yeah. Which is yeah don't <laughs> yeah don't don't deliver whatever they call it, bumps. Is that what you guys called it? Yeah, uh, taking don't a deliver, yeah well taking don't a bump bumps is, the other guy's not ready for. Well, know? taking a bump is when you're you're the one who like hits or I mean you different types of bumps. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You're you're um. It's weird because there's like a wrestling is quote unquote fake fighting, right? But we're, you know, post kayfabe era, even we would never call it fake because there's nothing fake about like running the ropes oh, for five minutes. No, the straight athleticism of it is is insane. the The injury rate, I think, in wrestling is the highest in any other any other sport currently. Yeah. Like wrestling has the, has the highest injury rate, and then I think it's like football, and then it's probably like MMA or something like that. Um, like it's, if you get hurt in wrestling, you don't, if it were fake, you wouldn't get constantly hurt and have people blowing out their ACLs, tearing biceps. Like it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember who, who was the, who was the wrestler who started hooting after a while because of the TBI, like Goldust or one of those guys. Wasn't there someone who in like their later years got like mad TBI and had trouble speaking? Well, Goldust did a little bit of like uh, he he got a a stutter and he had like a whole like affect for a while there as part of the gimmick. Um, Oh, was that not real? I'm sorry. I I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I I have like 10 gentle wrestling. (laughs) No, no, that was that was uh, that's what we call a work. In the business. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I, just, I just remember hearing an interview with him that was like not on a wrestling related thing, and uh, he was like, like his words were catching and stuff. I wasn't sure if it was real or not, but uh, yeah, um, he's just a goddamn professional, is what he is. <laughs> so, oh, all right, respect. I stand corrected. Like, um, no, he kept he kept kayfabe in the interview, and there's and that's the thing with like wrestling is we were talking a little bit off the air about like the sort of politics of it all. Um, you get these old school guys. That's that they they kayfabe is real still for them. Like it's mm. it's all real. They're they're in the life one hundred percent. They're they're their character every day. Like right. the, to the point where if they're feuding with somebody, 
in like an active storyline and they see them at a, like a McDonald's or something, they'll start throwing hands like in the McDonald's if they spot some like wrestling fans or something around. Like it's okay. it's pretty intense. Yeah, it's call, <laughs> calling wrestling fake is just like to like ba- basically the biggest insult. There's a reason that the whole like it's not fake. Like there's a whole thing around we- that. Yeah. Our, our thing, our thing, and I'm, I'm going to get back to your question about about targeting, yeah, 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 about, yeah, yeah. About, yeah, yeah. about rules. But this is an interesting uh, detour for me, honestly. Um, so in our thing in SCA, uh, there is, it's like you take everything that 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 has value in professional wrestling, and that stuff doesn't have value with us, and everything that doesn't have value in professional wrestling is kind of like what we build on. Interesting. Can you clarify? So, for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the performative stuff, the like playing to the crowd and like making sure that things like look legit and, and have a flow to them and are like and it's entertaining. Dance. It's a dance. And, yeah. Ent- yeah, and entertaining back and forth of it. Uh, like now, nah, man, nobody gives a good goddamn about that in what? SCA. Like it, it, it doesn't matter huh. if I, if I can, if I walk into a tournament and I'm fighting singles, let's say, let's say, so you and I are squaring off. Right. And we call it singles. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you and I walk in the list it's singles. I got my pole arm. You got your sword and shield. And we step up to each other. You know, the, the marshal, the ref, uh, we call them marshals. Marshal says, you know, lay on, gives us the, gives us the, 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 the green light. If we fight for five minutes, great. No mm-hmm. one's going to say a thing. But if you walk up and throw like some lightning fast, like grass cutter wrap or some other like sweet technique and blow me up in like, before I've had a chance to throw, mm-hmm. everyone will applaud the same amount. They yeah. don't feel cheated because it's over. Interesting. Yeah. You know, as, as opposed to like in a wrestling match, if like two wrestlers and, I, and like I apologize for my cringy lack of wrestling knowledge. No, no, so it's, just, fine. Just it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, 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 it's fine. You know, my my knowledge is from when I used to run a game store, and my my the owners were obsessed with wrestling. So I like your wrestling so, knowledge is probably about the same as my audience, by the way. Like, there's like okay, a few fair, really fair. hardcore like. <laughs> wrestling heads in uh, chat gang but the i i would wager that 90 percent of chat gang knows okay. about as much as you as wrestling so it's fine. fantastic you're speaking so their my, language right now it's fine i'm right. the i'm the odd man out here in this conversation right. so <laughs> so if you if you go up and you you want to watch like like two people fight and you're like you know it's like the i don't know the rock in his prime against like i don't know eugene mm. you know and somehow eugene manages to land like something that like actually hurts you know dwayne johnson Mm-hmm. And the fight's over in ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Like no one's gonna be satisfied by that. That's not what they're there for. That's not what. That's not what the conflict is. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not a. How does how to put this um, without using the word fake? Because uh, I'm trying to respect the wrestling <laughs> respect is storytelling. Is like yeah. it's 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 theatrics. It is spectacle. It is a yeah. soap opera. Uh, it is a soap opera for people who never grew out of middle school, like in sure. insensibilities of of schlock and, uh, you know, I don't like saying that it's like a soap opera for men because I don't like gendering it like that. There's there's right. tons and tons of, of people who love wrestling and, you know, but that that was the way they, that it used to be sort of billed or pitched to me when I was training, you know, and yeah. It's like this is a soap opera for men. It's a, it's drama. It's theater. It's it's all that stuff. And me, of course, who actually was in drama and theater, <laughs> and who also was in like you know fucking uh uh, uh martial arts uh, classes and stuff like that. Like for me, it just clicked. Uh, it was just like, yeah, of course, this is 
This is uh, I finally get to apply my weird amount of knowledge of like Bruce Lee choreography and uh, and like uh, uh, with the uh, hillbilly wed and uh, the the the, uh, the play production that I won a, a, a acting award for. Like, no, it, and it's you know all all that stuff plays out because that's what that's what people are there for. Mm-hmm. You know, and in in our thing, that's that's like sometimes the last thing people want to see. Yeah. Is is they they want to see a, a like a, a a display of of fighting skill that takes none of that into account. Yeah. Like if, if I if I walk into a list and my you know my my crew is depending on me to get a win, and homeboy across from me starts monologuing, I'm gonna blast him in the middle of his monologue. Like I don't know. Amazing. That's, that's just like that's sorry sorry dude that that's the opening you left Amazing. me. The marshal said lay on bro. Like it's. I love that. Well, you like, said okay. the, you keep using this term, the list, the list, like that. The, like, okay, so yeah, the list is the ring. Right on. Okay, so it's a, it's a usually a ten by ten square that's like roped off generally, and you step into the list. Uh, sorry, I'm, that's no, my, no, it's my, fine. I, keep I, using the jargon. We just got to explain it for folks. That's all. Sure. So when we step in the ring in the list, that's you know, the 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 performative aspect of it, the whole pageantry of it does exist, just not while you're fighting generally speaking just from the the videos i saw like it's not pretty mm-hmm. by the way wrestling has like a <laughs> like a you know like there's i, I shouldn't mean. i shouldn't like there's a there's like what like a hard style there's like a, a particular type of of wrestling that's supposed to look brutal and and it's you tell me this isn't pretty what do you, what do you i saying? mean that's gorgeous it is the the menurai or whatever i put yeah. i put so much work in that what do you mean pretty you made this too like you made this arm i did well, I didn't make the helmet. The helmet was made by uh, this guy Eric. But yeah, the, all the dressing on it I did. But I'll I'll bust that out later. I just uh, come on, man. You can't say it's not pretty. It's delightful. <laughs> I, I meant but the I actual. Yeah, yeah. No, like I mean, just these these like wailing and you know the you know these uh, that's it's talking about like choreography and stuff like that. Like it's the difference between wrestling and what you do is the difference between sort of the original Star Wars trilogy. And the prequels. The prequels is a lot of flash and swinging the swords around and not really trying to hit each other, okay. swinging at each other's sticks. And the original Star Wars choreography is like, like sort of classic kendo. Like if you look at like that fight between um between Vader and and Obi Wan, like I know it's two old men swimming swinging sticks at each other, but every shot is a kill shot. They're actually like every one of them. They're actually like going to hit each other. And there's a simplicity to that and a realism to that that the later films lost don't yeah. get me yeah go that's that's kind of where i was going with that is like if you look at like certain bruce lee choreography um before his his talk with chuck norris that kind of like realigned how he thought of like fight choreography his original fight choreography is very uh minimalist very straightforward he mm-hmm. incorporates in the like you know all the like pageantry the 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 he wouldn't throw a kick above the above the knee in original in like a lot of his original like choreography if you you go back and you watch it like kicks kicks aren't for like kicks above the knee or kicks above the thigh they're they're useless you know they're for tournaments points yeah yeah, they're they're useless in a real fight so you his original choreography wouldn't incorporate them they they just want to be there and basically he talked to chuck norris and chuck norris like kind of like well yeah but you're not you know you're fighting for the camera and the audience yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. so so like but i'm talking about like that difference in the choreography there wrestling yeah. really does care about the kicks above the waist and the like ooh you know like that yeah so that's right and, and it's a, and it's a partnership and also um i'm seeing someone in chat mentioning they made brigandine for sca so 
good man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, to back to to the to the idea of 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 uh, you know wrestling as an analog for to to um, provide a point of reference for what we do. Yeah. Uh, there there is no partnership in SCA between you and the person across from you. That's that's that yeah. That's yeah yeah. No, that's a perfect way of describing one of the major differences. I mean, the, the first two rules of wrestling is uh, you make your opponent look good. Second one is you make the match look good. And the third one is if you've been doing one and two, you don't need to worry about making yourself look good. Right. Like and in in SCA it's it's it, it really depends on where you are because um you know, in in with with wrestling, there's that that's the goal. The goal is entertainment. The goal is showmanship. The goal is for everyone to be involved together in this group experience. You know, to to some extent, more or less. Obviously, the crowd is the least involved. You know, no, oh, no way in hell. Crowd is so involved in wrestling. It's the opposite. Right. But, yeah, go ahead. But you know what I'm saying? Like they're not they're not in the ring. They're not. You know, if all goes right, I guess they're, they're in, in the ring. They're in here. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. I didn't realize we were going there. No, we're we're about to fight fight each other for real with 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 weapons right. here. Pretty. You keep put taking. Your, put you your, keep, put you keep shooting on, on wrestling. No. <laughs> no, I'm put kidding. Put your helmet I'm kidding. on. I'm kidding. Um, no, go on, go on. I, I didn't mean. But to uh, yeah, but the the idea the idea being that um, if you're in singles, the idea is for you to to beat the other guy to use technique right. and 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 superior fighting skill and training and you get a win mm-hmm. and you might you might be in a, in a double elimination tournament where you have to lose twice to be out you might be in a round robin tournament where you got to fight every other mm-hmm. mofo like in the joint you know you might be in a bear pit where you know that's like, a, like an old school street fighter where guy keeps his quarter on the machine as long as he keeps winning you know and then you fight eight guys in a row and you see like you know after fighting eight guys can you fight a ninth guy okay that guy beat you can he fight eight guys you know mm-hmm. Uh, so there's all these different formats that you can fight in, and the, you know, the conditions are always different, and that's that's sort of singles. That's the world of singles. You 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 set a, you like a tournament pack basically mm-hmm. for an AOS equivalent, um, and then you have melees. And melees, like let's all take a moment and thank whatever power we believe in <laughs> that exists somewhere else in a higher realm. Yeah, yeah. That someone thought up the idea of SCA melees. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, and this is going to be the thing that's that I think got the most parallel to, to Warhammer. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Actually, so so melees. Why don't you go ahead and 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 take us through or take me through what what a melee is? I've seen some videos. I get the gist, but like I need I need explain it to me with uh, paint me a picture with your words, wordsmith. Okay. So so melees, SCA melees are the most fun it's possible for a human to have while they are still wearing pants. Like that is that is the way to describe melees. They are the best. Uh, a melee is a unit engagement, right? So it's my my unit plus whatever other guys we have. Might be other units, might be single guys. Like I, I, there's together. mercenaries I hear too. Like you can actually. Like, oh, there get, are mercenaries. Yep. Um, get, like mercenaries and stuff. Yeah. Oh, there's there's this is where the pageantry comes in. This is where, you know the. Um, the teaming up and the 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 schoolyard politics of the you know choosing the kickball team and all that junk, kind of kind of rears its its ugly head and sometimes very pretty head depending on what side you're on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but a melee is essentially uh, it's a number of guys more than one fighting another number of guys more than one. So as soon as you get two v two, it's a melee, um, and it can be me and my four guys you know five on five. It can be. Uh, 30 guys against 30 guys. It can be 
1,600 guys against 1,600 guys. And these are not exaggerated numbers. Like, I fought in all of these. Um, there's a big event once a year. It hasn't happened because of COVID, but it exists out in PA, uh, kind of near me, uh, where the average attendance is like eight to 12,000 people. It mm-hmm. uh, lasts for two weeks, and it, it is such a large event that it technically has to be zoned as a city, so it needs a mayor and like a governing body <laughs> <laughs> for the two weeks that it exists. And it is beautiful. It's amazing. Um, so Melee's, uh, it's, it's a lot like paintball. Paintball is a really great analogy for it. Um, well, real quick before you move on, did, did so the mayor and stuff like that. Is it somebody from within the SCA? Like, is that yeah. do you have like a like a run fair where you actually have like the queen, the king, and the queen of the Renaissance fair? Like, is is there like is does the pageantry extend to whoever the mayor is? Like, or, or... um, yes and no. Okay. okay, so the pageantry does extend to having kings and queens. Yes, absolutely. Okay, uh, those people are not the mayor of Penzik. The mayor oh. of Penzik is 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 usually well, they're in charge of Penzik. They make decisions for all the groups. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, so here, hang on. Someone's asking a question about number of teams, and I wish to answer that. Oh, uh, who is this? Kerniget. Um That's noops. Yep. Just asked if there's ever more than two teams. Uh, hell yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can share some links. Um, maybe if Mephisto would be kind enough to share some of those video links that yeah, I shared yeah. with him earlier. Uh, you will fight sometimes in engagements where there will be 30 units on one side and 20 units on the other side uh and you basically form a battle line just like you would in age of sigmar you know this unit is good as at x it gets tasked with this role this unit is good as at y it gets tasked with this other role and uh it's a whole battlefield command structure so you might fight alongside you know 10 other dudes um you know 10 other units rather not dudes but you know Mm. uh big groups of people Absolutely, in like a giant fight. Um, so the idea is that paintball is a really good. Uh, oh, there's my there's my banner. Nice represent. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so we um, you have uh, paintball style scenarios. So some might be like you know like if if anyone's ever played paintball, you might have like capture the flag, or hold this base, or eliminate the other guy. You know, or you know wounded pilot. You know that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. you might have all these different scenarios. So SCA is no different. You would have like take this bridge or breach this castle wall or, you know, take this field or defend this point in the woods. And then you have an attacker and a defender or whatever. And uh, yeah, then you have a, a side commander who would decide how to approach the the battle and then you execute a battle plan. And uh, that's actually where my heart is in SCA is in is in melee command is in battlefield uh fighting and command it's awesome i can't i can't have my cake and eat it too here with this so i'm gonna have to that's right to do no it a little different um i mean that's what show notes are for right yeah all right <laughs> oh barry's video nice shout out to barry for shooting that sweet video putting that together here uh i can mute the audio. I can pull that up though. Here, I've got an extra <laughs> monitor button just for this. Let's see which one are we going to get. Properties. Hey, grab the right one. All right, so we'll go ahead and turn this on. And I can put this over me because I'm the least important person in the frame right now. And uh, me, me, audio muted, so I, I'm going to go ahead and play one of these these melees here. Uh, this has some really. Uh, uh, bumping music to it. Uh, I can't play it because of the uh, TOS here. Uh. <laughs> All 
All right, so yeah, let me. See so I've noticed you've got so, archers too. How effective are oh, they yeah. in these melees? Like, because oh, I my feel God, like so, I, so effective. Someone like think uh, <laughs> like get the you want to little... talk about archers? Uh, have you seen the siege weapons? Have you seen the ballistas and the trebuchets? Because those exist. All right, so here, so yeah, if you don't mind stopping it here, uh, pausing it for a sec. Well, not yeah. Okay, so you can see that how how large the groups are. Um. So here's a battle that's already in progress. This is like a, a line that's already skirmishing. But if you go back a little bit, back before a little we bit. saw that dude with the pig face, back, back, back. Here, the wide shot where people are walking down a field together. Back, back, still. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Yeah. So right there, perfect, perfect. Oh no, too far. Yeah, you're on a 27 second delay. Here we go. There's the wide oh, shot. I'm sorry. Um. There we go. Yeah. So, so you can see here where people are marching, and you can see clumps of, of guys. You can see uh, off of the right, there's someone wearing like white armor, and you can see behind him, there's like a crew of people. Mm -hmm. And then in front of him, there's another big group. There's your, there's your, uh, you know, your AOS one inch uh, coherency rule <laughs> in effect right there. <laughs> you can see them; they're clumped up just like AOS models. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the guys in front are typically the unit commanders. So you've got like. Uh, character dude, like hero model in front, and then his dudes behind him back yeah, him up. Yeah, I saw I saw the hero. I saw the uh, I saw the unit champion here a little bit ago with the uh, the pig the pig suit. Like, yeah, like, clearly this guy has one extra attack and hits on twos and threes instead of threes <laughs> and threes. Well, that's the two chucks. Let's not go crazy. They they hit on fours. Uh, I know those guys. <laughs> They are dripping with with uh, swag and enthusiasm, not so much the organization. And I'm now I'm going to get shit for saying that. Actually, I'm I'm just busting chops, two chucks. I love you guys. You're all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so yeah. In these in these videos, you can see the number of people, and there yeah, you can see like the 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 movement of troops around. Um, so yeah, like like oh. Mephisto was saying, it's uh, it's pretty brutal when you when you when you zoom in and see the actual hits being taken. Oh yeah, like they're just wailing on each other here. Yeah, guys getting run down, pulse charging. You can see units moving past each other. Um, someone's asking if they have siege weapons. Hell yeah, we have siege weapons. Uh, you fight with them. They have uh, trebuchets that launch uh, rocks. Which are pyramids of tennis? No, oh. they're no, they're much much worse than beanbags. <laughs> they're pyramids uh, of tennis balls that have been stacked into a pyramid shape and then duct taped tightly together. So a enormous D four that weighs about four pounds <laughs> comes hurtling <laughs> through the air at you. It is uh, it is no joke getting hit with one of those. Um, Look at these just like this Sorry, charge. Man. This charge that just happened, like literally just. And you watch the lines kind of collapse into each other, and then just. Yes. So. so good. <laughs> Most fun you can have with pants on. Look at these guys. Uh, um, so shield charging, what's called a pulse charge, is actually what our unit is kind of known for. Um, so as, right as you can see, actually. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this right. is a mix of uh, this event and this this event in. Uh, PA, and then there's some shots from uh, events out west in there, too. Okay. But yeah, that's a pretty good example of what melees look like. They're huge engagements by hundreds of people. I'm just going to let this are... video play in the background while you keep talking. Sure. So, um, so people get an idea. So yeah, this, it's so, awesome. So you're all just like a bunch of nerds, like the biggest nerds on the planet. Uh, 
basically. I mean, <laughs> you know. listen. Um, I mean, are you are you calling me black kettle? Touche, touche. Because one of us one of us has a has a has a monthly show, and one of us does not. So. We weekly, <laughs> thank you. Weekly, okay, it's a weekly right, show. Weekly. Come all on, right. come on now. <laughs> all right. um, I think this is like interesting. Like the the other, I saw a crossbow in there earlier. Like there's actually like yes. archery. Like oh yeah, combat archers are not to be messed with. They're terrifying. And so Sentinels OP in uh, in SCA as well, is what you're saying. Yeah, and everybody who's ever argued with me that in AOS you can't shoot at a unit you're engaged with, uh, jacuz, <laughs> you liars, because. <laughs> You've never been on the receiving end. Uh, I'm a tall dude. I'm I'm, I'm over six five, so uh, I, I stick out. I wear a brightly colored helmet with a red face. So guess who motherfuckers be targeting with arrows <laughs> when we stand in a line? It's me, who stands above everyone, doesn't fight with a shield because I have a Japanese persona. So no shields for me because that's a peasant's weapon, uh, and my persona is is bushi. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm standing there with a pole arm that's about that wide. And this is where everyone else is. <laughs> everyone else's helmets end about here. So I've had my my face rocked with arrows uh, more times than I'm prepared to admit. I, I gotta I gotta ask the question. Feel free to lie mm-hmm. lie about it. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. How good is your unit? And uh... okay, um, how good is my unit? So let's can we can we? All right, I'll, I'll flex a little bit on 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 my unit, and then we'll. Um, you know, no pun intended. That sounded dirty. Uh, flexing on my unit, but uh, yeah. I'll talk. I'll talk a little bit of uh, of trash, uh, and then I'll explain what units actually look like. Unit, yeah, uh, units, and maybe like the organization a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, for sure. So, so my unit is the the four hundred four. That's the the name of it. Um, also called the CDIV, which is the Roman numerals. Uh, this right here, I decided to hang my 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 fighting uniform back here, my tabard. Um, so we're, we're black and green and our symbol is the Hydra. Uh, so that's our unit badge. Uh, so no, no other unit can, can fly those colors in that combination with that symbol. That's, that's us. That's ours. So if you see someone wearing this, you know, it's part of our crew. We can find each other on the battlefield. Uh, yes, Kernig at 404, uh, unit not found. Uh, actually what it is, is we, we can't find our fucks to give about politics and problems. <laughs> so we are, uh, the joke is that we're the 404 fucks not found. Um, because the SCA, like any group of people is, uh, full of politics and nonsense from time to time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just like every group of people has people in it that make it awesome. And then people in it that make it a, a constant chore. Uh, we don't care about the people who make it a constant chore. We 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 leave them alone. You have we no walk f- away. We do our fighting thing, and we have no fucks to give. Sorry, bro. Yeah, I'm all out. The the fuck wallet is empty. <laughs> so <laughs> so that allows us to have fun and have a good time. Uh, yes, I'm also Alfarius, by the way. Just so we're just so we're clear. Um, and someone else is asking, can we define what good and bad for you is in this? Yeah, absolutely. Um. What's good and bad for a unit in this uh, depends on what you're looking to get out of it. If you are looking to to build a badass group of like pipe hitting like killers and you want to go out and like rack up wins, then what's good for a unit is having a bunch of knights in it, having a bunch of people who've been elevated and there's different ranks that you can go through, like belts and martial arts. Um, and winning a bunch of tournaments and going and like presenting yourself well and wrecking house at like big big events. Um, so if you want to get a win record, 
that's what being good is. Other units, they want to present themselves in as uh, realistic a manner as possible. So there's entire groups who go 100% legit. They would look at this and go, well, that's aluminum. That's not high carbon steel. And those are modern rivets. So uh, poo poo to you, sir. Is yeah. that a hockey glove? That's not eight layers of linen sewn in with like sheep's hair. Like, and they will like spurn this because to them, this is a functional piece of sport armor and they want to be head to toe legit. Mm-hmm. Like if you, you guys have seen Tropic Thunder, right? Obviously the, the greatest comedy in the last 20 years. Yeah. Uh, so you remember when, when uh, Lincoln Osiris says, I got no cell phone, I'm head to toe legit. Mm-hmm. You know, he does that whole spiel. Mm-hmm. There's people for whom that is the, the benchmark. So for them, being good is is living up to that and getting as, you know, as close to that mark as they can. Um, for us, being good as a unit is everybody had a good time, everybody came home safe, and we gave as good as we got. You know, we 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 came heavy, we threw hard, and everybody left left at the end of the day smiling. So to use um, use a wrestling uh, a wrestler as an example, you're the Eddie Kingston of wrestling. I know you don't know who that is, but I, sure, <laughs> three people guy. know who that is. Three people know good who old that is. EK. Uh, yeah, yeah, which you know is funny because we're in the East Kingdom, so EK fits. Yeah, Eddie Kingston. Uh, <laughs> no, his his whole thing is like is like I'm gonna go up and beat beat him up. Like he got he was uh, on the indie circuit for a long time. He just because of COVID broke into mainstream wrestling essentially because th- there just wasn't any wrestling, and so he got out. He got booked for this. Jersey show of all things out outdoors where the cars were allowed to like the cars were parked around the ring and they were like socially distanced and he just started mm-hmm. running smack on all of the all of the like main promoters and uh, AEW actually like picked him up they're like all right come in, come in and wrestle and as a single like just wrestling he turned a single just like show up wrestle like here's you know here's your check here's your payday. Uh, Twitter started trending. Hire Eddie. Hire Eddie, and uh, and he uh, he got a job out of it. But his whole thing was like he's like I'm I'm gonna beat him up. And they're like he'd he'd ask like after the match like did I fight him good? And they and they go you beat the hell out of him. And that was it. That's yeah. that's his that was his standard for matches is like if he beats him sure. up. And that was it. And it's it's so he's got an excellent excellent article in the in the I think it's the Players Tribune that threw all these you know stories. Oh, about his battles with depression and substance abuse and just sort of like his story was, okay, I got to do a wrestling show. I'm, ignore this. I'm going to do a wrestling <laughs> show sometime. Uh, well, it's it's a scary parallel to, to SCA because a lot of the same personality types are drawn to this. Like you talk about battles with depression, substance abuse. I mean, you can't show me an SCA group that doesn't have like three or four dudes in it dealing with those same problems and using fighting as a way to manage. Well, know? yeah, it's, Eddie Kingston's whole, whole thing is like I was only happy when I was wrestling. He's like, I was, uh, that was the only time that like, it was quiet in my head. I've heard that so many times from fighters. Like it's, and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Because you could be, you could be, you could be, I'd rather you take a stick to my dome while I'm wearing a helmet than you go home and hit your wife. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like (laughs) for real, like if you, if you need me to come out on a Thursday night and be your punching bag so that like you're, you, you get a little bit of peace and respite, like God, God bless, man. Mm -hmm. I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll eat the bruises and go home happy, you know? And that's, it's wonderful, like honestly, and I mean, I know we're getting a little bit of a tangent, but I'm yeah. trying to keep track of like the flowchart of what I'm supposed to get back to because we still haven't talked about you know <laughs> unit uh, combat. But right. right, so yeah, to answer the question, that's what makes things good or bad. Um, uh, 
kicker seven or K seven. Yeah, it's kicker. It's kicker. That's kicker. Travis. Sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, what up, Travis? Um, so that that's what makes something good or bad is is what you want to get out of it. Um, so like our unit, uh, you were asking like you know how how do I feel about our unit? Like I bleed black and green. Like I love the unit. Um, I'm the kind of person who doesn't commit to things easily, but when I do, I commit like for real. And uh, we have some real like stone killer unit. We have guys who are considered extremely um, gifted. Uh, one of our guys actually just won like the most prestigious tournament there is in our kingdom. Um, so he just defeated like everyone else who wanted to take the top spot and is going to be the, the king for the next reign. Um, and I'll, I'll explain that in a minute what that means because I can I can see the I can see the the look. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I uh, I took my note. I'm uh yeah. <laughs> so so the um the the unit that we're part of the 404, uh, we're kind of known as like a kind of uh, don't have time for anyone's nonsense. We just come here to like have a good time and like the camaraderie of it. Um, we have very little ego when we when we get on the field. Uh, we don't have to be we don't have to get the best assignments we don't have to be the honor guard for anyone we don't have to be any of that like you give us like a shit assignment we'll 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 sing at it you know we'll we'll do great with it um because we're just happy to be there honestly we have we try to be very hard to be humble and we're known for our pulse charges um so we fight uh our unofficial (laughs) our unofficial motto is moo um, so it's move this and move that because that's how we fight, like a like a stampede. <laughs> so we just be, we're just out here mooing, you know. Can mean anything from like me and my friends are gonna go drink uh, to like yo, we just ran down like fifty guys, like literally like bowled them over. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a shield line of all guys who are over three hundred pounds, out of armor. You know, so when we charge, our our shield line is, I don't know. It's it's a it's a wall. It's a it's a moving wall, like two and a half tons, because <laughs> we can field five thousand pounds of like you know beef in the front line, all with tower shields. You know, so we're all shields that are taller than this tabard. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. four foot high like road signs repurposed to shields, like painted with our symbol. And you know, the rule in SCA is you're only allowed to hit someone as hard as you're able to. <laughs> Can't. You can't gain mechanical advantage, but if you can swing a stick hard, then swing it as hard as you want. Like, go crazy. And uh, so we're known for going in with that approach. So, like, um, big melee, we get put up against, let's say, a bunch of dudes who form a spear wall, form a porcupine, Mm -hmm. right? So it'd be 30 guys with spears. And it's just a wall of, you know, this. It's yep. just, yep. you know, it's 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 Lumineth Realm Lords. It's, uh, you know, whatever those those guys. Yeah, the overhang has to be insane when you're charging up the field against them. Yeah. Like, it's just. So so those guys, if you're going to run up in ones and twos, you're going to get murked. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing you can do about it. The dude with a nine-foot spear, and you've got, <laughs> you're working with this. Yeah. It's a pretty big range discrepancy there. So what we do, uh, we just run them over. <laughs> just, just accept the fact that me and eight other giant dudes are going to get killed. Uh, but you just run up the spears and crash into them, bowl them over. And then, you know, guys behind us do the actual killing, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so that's kind of a thing that we do. We're like kind of known for, for you breaking, you know, breaking lines. Breaking you're, you're like a line breaker. You're like, yeah, you, you like, yeah. 
We do real good in bridge battles where you're not allowed to go sideways, where you have hay bales that are eight feet apart and there's a big bowling alley (laughs) where where you're only allowed to fight. Uh, Kernigan says real life ogres. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, one of the guys in our unit, his nickname is Ogre. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. This this just meat (laughs) mountain coming at everybody. Yeah. What a fantastic visual. Um, oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. We, we fought a bunch of dudes. Oh, how many years ago? Was it like five years ago? Four years ago? We fought a bunch of dudes on a bridge, and they were, they were not ready. They flew over from Australia uh, <laughs> to fight, and they had, not, they had not encountered us before. So we're in a bridge fight, and they're turtling up, and they have a real pretty – they have like a hoplite theme. So they have the, the round shields with the, the pointy crests on mm-hmm. their helmets. You know, the, I don't know what they're – I don't know if it's Greek or hoplite or, you know, one of those. Mm-hmm. They're dressed like the extras from 300. Excellent. Yeah. And they, 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 they cordially form... invite you to Ab City and you, you show them the mountain. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, so they, they form up and they got, their, they got their shields up. They're all underneath it. They form their little phalanx and they're like, we're going to hold this bridge. And I'm like, yeah, but you have a red plume that's showing me where your head is. <laughs> right over the top of your shield. It's like a little, it's like a wow character being like, hit me right here. Yeah. <laughs> So we just ran them over. We just ran onto the top of their shields and just threw down over them and just, just basically they were like a you know, like a uh, what are, what are those things that the, the the things that stop a train you know the derailers and we just like ran over the top of them and then we fell down and died. But uh, you know we made an opening for the rest of our guys and you know then they were able to take the bridge. So and that's the kind of thing I'm talking about, man. You can't where else in life are you going to be able to use the phrase. And then I ran over the shield wall. And we all died. Yeah. The the list, it's two things. It's it's Dungeons and Dragons, recounting stories from your tabletop RPG and then doing it for real in reality, right? Oh, my God. Impact hits are so much better when it's not like, oh, my guy makes an impact hit. And you roll like a D6. Yeah. As as opposed to me, like, putting you into the air because I hit you with a shield. It's great. You get a lot of glee from this. Like I'm just you're you're gushing oh, when you're you're talking about this. this is pretty fantastic. It's you can't do it, I think, for long, um, unless you love it. Unless there's something in it besides the fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because this is I'm putting my health in in danger with this. You know, right? I'm like like every nerd on earth. I'm a middle aged white guy with a beard. You know, like I'm no different than anybody else. But I I'll put on this armor and I'll go in there against you know, people 20 years younger than me with more left in their knees and I could get hurt at any point. Mm-hmm. So you got to love it. You got to, there's got to be something that keeps you there because otherwise like, it's like a losing proposition, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. You know? Um, so we talked a little bit about units, a little bit about melees, melees. How, how do you, is there like a, you said marshals are the marshals like watching to make sure mm-hmm. people are keeping, keeping it honest when like they get hit and, and anything like yeah. that, or you're just, okay. It's it's a it's a combination of two things. It's a combination of marshals. So marshals are, I should explain how how killing someone works. I should explain that I think. Because um, these so melees look chaotic. Like chaotic. Oh, they're yeah. awesome. Yeah, they're way less chaotic than they look. Actually, believe it or not, um, they're chaotic for the guy in the front lines doing the swinging. Mm-hmm. But at the back of the line, if you're the command and you're up on a hill, you can actually. It's a lot like Age of Sigmar. Actually, you can really see the units like you know in a fantasy was the weaponized geometry was my rectangle gets smaller and beats up your rectangle you mm-hmm. know yeah, <laughs> the yeah, old rank yeah. and flank days right. you can see that actually like that happens um how do people not die doing this uh 
because we wear this stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, but anyway, yeah. So the way that you uh, the way that you kill someone is we call it um, we call it a, a, like a telling blow. We call it a, a good hit. Good mm. being in, in air quotes. So the idea is, I hit you, and if it's light, you can you can shrug it off. And if it's good, meaning it was a solid enough hit that you felt it and you felt like there was sufficient force on it that if you were not wearing armor, it would kill you, um, then you're, you take the hit and you walk out. So it's like 80% honor system and 20% marshals because a marshal can't tell you how hard you were hit. Right. Marshals are mostly there for like targeting questions. Like, did that, like, for example, there might be a rule that arrows don't kill you unless they go in your face. Like body shots with a bow don't kill you. Mm-hmm. The conceit being these aren't like English longbows. These are like shitty bows that won't get through your plate, but they'll go through the slits in your helmet. So the rule would be like, oh, a face shot with an arrow kills you. So you might, you're fighting and you might get hit up here where you can't see it. You might not feel it right away. Mm-hmm. So Marshall would come up and be like, yo, bro, you got tagged with an arrow. Yeah. Walk walk out. Um, but generally speaking, it's honor system. You're, you're expected to behave chivalrously. You're expected to act like a knight. We're all here with this conceit of we are knights and men of men of honor and women of honor um and we are expected to conduct ourselves as such and that includes taking your hits don't don't be a bitch you know don't don't cheat <laughs> Kurt if someone is cheating do you beat the honor system into them <laughs> yes we actually have a term for it it's called percussive maintenance <laughs> <laughs> so the the scariest phrase that you can hear at an SCA practice is this okay Like if I tag you and you go light and I go, okay, like like that. That means turn the turn the aggression dial up, and uh, let's see. Like at what point I, I invite you now to explain to me how hard do I have to hit you before you will you will uh, find your honor. Like it's up to you. You get to decide. <laughs> Is this enough for you to remember? Okay, and if I'm a good enough fighter, how about I hit you in the armpit? You can't armor that spot. That's a legal target area. So you get someone who's like, uh, you know, like a sniper with their shots, and some of these guys are good enough to do that. Like, yeah, they'll they'll come around, they'll throw a fake, you raise your arm, and then they will wham, yeah, get you right in the right in the soft tissue, and then you'll remember, and they'll be like, "Was that light? Go ahead, tell me that was light. <laughs> we'll, we'll, do, we'll do it again." <laughs> So it, uh, there is there is sort of like a the honor you do sort of beat the honor into them. <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly, I'm saying it for comedic effect because it's it's like fun to talk about and it's like silly and it, it demonstrates the nonsense. But honestly, it really doesn't happen that often. Yeah, um, I don't want to give the idea that it's like full of cheaters and you have to like ratchet up the intensity to like you know. AOS it's is really similar. not. AOS is similar. Like everyone has this fear when they get into Age of Sigmar that it's just if they go to a tournament, it's just going to be a bunch of like angle shooting, like douchebags playing loose yeah. and fast and loose with the rules. It really doesn't happen because with I find with passion projects, the the you know something that like the the reward is essentially like the the it, it's it's the esoteric already. Like you're cheapening yeah. your own reward by cheating. Yep. You know, you're Absolutely. all even if you cheat at the table, maybe you win a game, but there's always going to be that voice in your head that says, "You know, you didn't earn that, right?" And you never learn. You never get better. Yeah, 
cheaters, that's a crutch you can't set down once you decide to start walking on it. Yeah. You know, um, if I, we call it rhino hiding. That's our term for it. It's not angle shooting because we're like a rhino. Like my hide is so thick, nothing can hurt me. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, right? that's funny. So, so we call it rhino hiding. So if you rhino like your way through bouts, guess who never learns to become a better fighter? Like if you don't learn to block, you don't learn to counter throw, you don't learn to protect your offside, you don't learn to control an opponent's weapon, you don't learn how to negate a shield, you don't learn any of these techniques because all you're relying on is your invisible made-up force field. Mm-hmm. You're like douche field that you're carrying around. <laughs> Where you're just like, you know, it's like little kids playing cops and robbers, you know, like, I got you. No, you didn't. Nuh-uh. Yeah. You're like, bro, I got you. No, you didn't. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I can't prove that I did because we don't have instant replay in my backyard, but okay. Yeah. yeah. It just like sucks the fun. It sucks the air out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and it's the same in SCA, except, except. I'm then allowed to be like, all right, let's do it again. <laughs> let's see that again. And then they do it again. Then you're like, all right, let's see it again. And you keep doing it. And at some point, you know, there's only so many hits someone wants to take where they are faking that it doesn't land right. And eventually it goes from being like light to being like, <laughs> light, <laughs> you know, and then you're like, was it light? Cause <laughs> They're like staggering. Only... They're like, Ugh. yeah. You kind of, you kind of hit the wall and made a sound only dogs can hear. So I don't know if that was light, bro. So I have a question regarding safety. Like, you, you get hit, you walk out. What happens if someone falls? Because you know, like trampling like, feel, like, feels like it could be a, a thing. Okay, like they fall unintentionally, or they they fall because they got killed. Do you fall because you got killed? Like, is oh, that yeah. part of it? Okay, okay. Yeah, so you do. Die, dying defensively is what it's called. There's a whole thing you have to authorize in it. There's all these safety protocols. Like, you must like die in a certain way. Interesting. So, yeah, they we, they you get trained on how to do it. Um, so, so, so it just like, like you wrestling. might get trained how to like how to like land on an announcer's table in wrestling. You, you do. get trained and yeah, you get trained in how to fall out of a combat or fall into a combat. So you. You, there's certain things you, first of all, you go into as much of a field position as you can manage to minimize your surface area. Mm-hmm. You get something under your helmet. For the love of God, put something under your lid. Okay, because you can't lay your head down in a helmet. You just don't have the range of motion. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen is if you lay down, you're, like if the wall is here, like if this if this rifts book is the floor, oh, ultimate edition. I'm, I see. Kind of. I'm, I'm landing like this, and here's the ground. And my there's this gap right here. Yeah, yeah. So you want to have something there. Yeah. Because you will not survive if you do this and someone steps on your head. Right. That's bad news. Right. So you get trained like get something under your head. If you have an open hand, like put it in your armpit. Get it into an armored position. Don't cross your ankles. <laughs> Because if someone steps on your feet, they'll only they'll only break one ankle, not yep. both. Yeah. So it's all these little things, like similar, I'm sure, to wrestling, like how you have to. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it, actually in wrestling, it's it's kind of the opposite. Uh, when yeah. you fall, you want to sort of maximize your surface area that hits so that it distributes yeah. the blow. Yeah. Um, then tuck your chin. Is the yep, and then hope hope to God the 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 action moves off you. <laughs> okay. But I've been at the bottom. I've been at the bottom of a stack of bodies once or twice. That's like, gonna be terrifying. We've got, it's not that bad, honestly. <laughs> um, it's not that bad because number one, it's quick. You, okay. You don't you don't spend a lot of time there. You spend like a minute there, maybe. Number two, you've got armor on. See, I, so I wanna... you're not. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. 
Oh, I'm one of those people. If my if my feet get tangled in the blanket, I start to freak out in bed, man. Like I, I like, <laughs> like, get the fuck off. Okay. Me. Blanket. Well, <laughs> then then having having a thousand pounds of dude land on you with like a tangle of limbs and weapons, probably not. I mean, you. when you say it that way, it sounds kind of hot though. <laughs> <laughs> like like a tangle of limbs and weapons, like oh yeah, no. But <laughs> no, no. But you 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 land, and then people will fall on you. It's just is going to happen, right? You know, if everything's going right, people are going to be dying, and uh, you know. Like you, you turtle up. You're like the the way the helmets are designed. You're you're always able to breathe because nothing can constrict your airway because you have a metal gorget on. You're wearing something around your neck. So even if someone like lands with their elbow on you, they're not going to constrict your airway. Your chest armor will help keep you breathing. You know your hands aren't going to get stepped on. You're actually pretty safe. It's uncomfortable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, that's about it. And then you know the the line of battle will you know one side or the other is obviously dying if dudes are landing on you. So they'll they'll move away soon <laughs> and then. The marshals will call this thing called dead out. They'll go dead out, dead out, and then you get up and walk off. You put your put your weapon over your head to indicate like I'm dead. This is the symbol for yeah. Don't shoot me, bro. I'm I'm on my way back to, yeah, the, to the respawn point. Hand on head is a pretty pretty universal uh, symbol in a lot of different yeah. things, actually. So yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. Um, reminds me of LARP uh, when you when you obfuscate in Vampire the Masquerade. You cross your arms. <laughs> can't see me nerds uh, so you want to you want to you want to you want to do a real quick tangent that you'll that'll tickle you yes I, i'd love to after okay. we answer we get a uh, this kicker just adds a little bit of the, to the following it's kind of like how you get trained uh in rugby to get tackled in rugby like in rugby you're yep. actually also trained to like get tackled oh absolutely I think, a lot of crossover. I think the nfl needs to adopt rugby tackling practices uh, i think that'll go huge in their current problem with all these concussions and stuff it's just yeah sorry like, i'm gonna uh i'm gonna i'm gonna bite back on my comment that they'll never allow it because it's like european and socialist and america yeah well yeah. if they want to maintain the 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 sport going forward uh when as peewee in college starts drying up because parents and people who want futures don't think it's safe anymore they're gonna need to reassess it anyway so better sooner they, than later. they should come to us because our helmet technology is superior to theirs. Oh, shots fired! NFL suck it. You heard it here on Rantcast first. It's true. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's <laughs> it's really true. Our our helmet technology is superior. We are designing a game to hit each other in the head as hard as possible. Mm-hmm. And you you hear of almost no TBIs, no concussions, no nothing because we've had to develop the technology because our game is centered around me blasting you in the face as hard as I can. Right. And that's pretty hard. <laughs> so, you know, they could really take a take a lesson from our book. I mean, I've been doing this for I years. So I can too. think of I can think of one person who suffered a serious injury and it was because they weren't wearing sufficient armor and it wasn't a head injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And most of the rest of it is like, you know, I'm a fat guy and I ran too fast and I tore my ACL. You know, <laughs> it's, it's that kind of shit. There's a lot of rolled ankles. Aware, you know? Yeah, there's some wear and tear type stuff, right? That's yeah, gonna happen absolutely. With any any, it, any physical know? activity, but not like injury, like sort of like a transferred injury, right? Yeah, like you get a, you get hurt a lot. You don't get injured a lot. I'll put it that way. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. NFL helmets are designed to be weapons. Uh, Change my mind. Well, yeah. the the are afterthoughts. The the all of the NFL yeah. stuff like they they end up putting you in armor. As an afterthought, like like they and the the because they've always been taught to hit the same way, and now they're like, oh, but now you're invincible with this armor on. But the armor wasn't really designed to be used that way. 
except for the shoulder pads for the, essentially yeah. and and that's about it like well a part of that is because that stuff developed over time it like accreted kind of like a coral reef yep. like yeah yep little little layers over time got deposited our thing was designed from the ground up right there was a little awkward period at the start of it when it started in the late 60s and then after that people got together and were like yo i don't like how tommy is constantly complaining that things taste like pennies and he's constantly drooling after he took that hit. So maybe we should look at these these helmets, yo. Yeah. And uh, so we started developing, you know, proper methods of protection. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like yeah. the hits are the hits are real. Um, I've now, I've now lost the thread of what we we're talking about because well, safety is like the thing I got into. Yeah, safety is your main passion. We were talking about. So I'm usually really good at resetting these these tangent trains, but. Um, you were talking about um, the fetal position and we, that kind oh, of Oh, right, yeah, dying defensively and all dying that. Dying defensively, yeah. and then it, that transferred into uh, taking pot shots at the uh, NFL because <laughs> they deserve it. Um, like any big capitalist organization, oh, got it. No, it happened. Uh, someone someone ring the bell or get the, the counter there where, where Meff lets, uh, takes a shit on, on capitalism on a show. Um, I, uh, I If you like it, it's fine, guys, but I got to go on my shit. They, they, they don't – It's the, NFL, it's a bunch of rich white guys wanting to make a shit ton of money, and they, they think that there's an endless supply of people who are willing to just – Next man up, be the next person to get injured. Now and is ruined. the time. To and there's only only so human so much you can exploit and beat the shit out of your workers, world. which are the players in the NFL. Like before, they just go elsewhere. How like the prestige of the NFL is very high in America, but as all the other sports are safer and raise in prestige, you're seeing people go to those instead. You know, you how many three-sport athletes or two-sport athletes do you have? They look at the NFL scholarship and they look at the baseball scholarship. If they care about living a long time, healthy, they're going to take the baseball scholarship. It's just logistics. So make your sport healthier, NFL. Not to, like... Yeah. I like the savagery of the NFL. Don't get me wrong. Wrong, like it's that gladiator shit. I enjoy watching two men kill each other for my spec, for my, for my uh, enjoyment. But <laughs> well, let me. Um, can I? Can I just riff on what you just oh, said sure. and take us back to the idea of spectacle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we've talked a bunch about fighting, mm -hmm. and um, this is what we call heavy. It's heavy melee. It's heavy fighting. But I should also talk about the the historical part. To be fair to those to those guys, like I don't get down with that, but it is super awesome and important. Um, it's just not where my passion is in in the game, in the SCA. Well, but I like we have, the, I like that you're bushy. You're you're rocking the the Japanese uh, uh, style. So I'm a yeah. big fan of that. So so let's. Um, there's a couple things I wanted to touch on. That was actually one of them. Um, so so there's there's not only heavy. Heavy is just one part of it. And a lot of people, like me, that's the only part we care about. Like, I'll be honest. I, I, have, I have no desire to go fencing. The fencers do their thing. It takes a lot of skill. It's great. It's just not my it's not my cup of tea. There's only so many hours in the day. I can't do everything. Hmm. And in this hobby, you can't you can't do everything. You know, you can't collect every army. You can't go to, you know, ETC and WC and ATC and LVO and everything. You can't do everything you want to do. You gotta you gotta curate your experience. And so for me, I love heavy. Heavy is where my joy is. Heavy is where my, my guys are. It's where my people are. It's where I found my tribe in, in the game. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, but there's other stuff. There's so much other stuff. It's crazy. Like, you can get into fencing. We have an amazing, like, fencing community. 
And that is a completely different skill set. You don't wear heavy armor. You wear a traditional fencing mask. Like, like um, uh, it's, it's medieval in appearance, but it's essentially the stuff you would wear at the Olympics, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they fence, and it's all skill duels and fencing, like everything you would expect. And those guys do something I could never do, like, unless I put my mind to it, you know, but like, fencing gets so like, fucking fast. They, like, they, they were having running into issues in the yeah. Olympics where, like, the blows were landing faster than the technology could register it. So they had to yep. reinvent the technology. Yep. Because the, the skill of any athlete, anything with athletics, the skill of the athletes in it. It, even on the heavy side, they just get better and better. Like competition is like yeah. wet, like wet, whetstone and blade. It's that yep. o- you only get sharper, you only get stronger. Our athletes now in any sport are better than they were. I'm sorry, a hundred years ago at that sport. Like sure. it's it's cool to like modify it for the time, but like athletes get faster, bigger, stronger. The technology, it's tribal the, knowledge too. The it's technique, yeah. They don't have to like mess up as many times as you yeah. did. To get to where you got to, you get to shortcut them in, in knowing the, the proper techniques for, for this. Like, yep. you had to take 16 shots to, like, to the to the dome to, like, learn how to guard this one particular, like, blindside or something. And you're like, hey, actually, yep. when you're fighting, keep in mind to, like, you keep right. your shoulder so up now, just this yeah. much higher. Right? Exactly. So now I can have someone come into the come into the, come into into my, my, my fighting practice and go, this is a hang guard, you know? Yeah. Like, have your shield up and have this here instead of here. You know, and it'll it'll protect you in such a way. I don't have to learn that the hard way. Yeah. You know, um, I can have my guys my guys talk to me about it. And yes, everybody in the unit who might be watching this, that was a terrible hangard. Don't don't at me about it. Like I'm I'm sitting in my basement, like at my shield at U L F paints uh, on Twitter if you need to get at him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, like like so there's there's fencing. That's another whole side of it. There, um, to answer Kicker's question in the chat, yes, there is jousting. It's pretty rare, though, um, just because of the expense of, you know, having horses and having uh, a place to do it and having the insurance to do it, having a site that will allow you to put people and horses together in a place where they're going to bang into each other. Like, that is uh, not common, especially where I live in the Northeast. You know, I live in the the border of PA and and, uh, New Jersey, and, uh, you know, there's not a lot of jousting out here, but it does exist. Mostly, mm-hmm. mostly out west and down south. Um, so there's there's heavy, there's fencing, there's archery, there's target archers, like guys who do nothing but get down with like historical archery techniques. There's knife throwing, axe throwing. All of these things are are just as important as part of this community because it is a medieval kind of reenactment element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really role playing. There's no like storyline, or people aren't in character or anything. But, and I'm not poo-pooing that. I've LARPed for years too. There's a place for that. It's just not here. It's two different buckets. Yeah. Um, as soon as someone's walking around being like, ho-ti-do, my lady, oh, my lord, oh, you know. Yeah. The sun is up. Apollo has put away his skirt. The day is launched. And everyone's like, all right, chief. <laughs> like, why don't, you, why don't you simmer down? <laughs> and and yet um, you have a king. <laughs> yeah. And yet we have a king. Uh, and yes, uh, the SCA has parts of it that I don't care for. That's one of them. Really? Uh, but it is a, yeah, it is a very serious part of it. It takes, I don't care for the title. I'll put it that way. I like the, the institution of it. Okay. Um, but I don't, I don't care for, I'll be honest. I don't care for the title. And that's with like one of my best friends is going to become King in like a few months. And I will razz him mercilessly about it. Uh, I will respect the shit out of his commitment to the path of the warrior to have gotten there. To beat, 
a bunch of people who are like mad good fighters. He clawed his way to the top and he deserves every ounce of respect that he can get from it. But the title king is stupid as fuck and uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's not my, it's not my battle to fight. My personal opinion, see my earlier comment about grain of salt, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's, there's all these different activities, right? And then there's a whole other side of it too that is educational. There's a whole uh, arts and sciences side is what it's called. And those people are dope, man. Those people know things that like, I, like, I don't even know. I, was I that like that, that show on FX or whatever it was where they did like the... the Fortune of Fire? Whatever the science, they did a science of like combat show where they went through like the different medieval periods and they would like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They like talk about like what the traditional forgery would have been for this, yep. what minerals yep. and things were stuff. available. And then, yep. you know, like, like the long sort of the Viking and how much velocity they could actually like get, you know, the yep. average height and That's, size, like all these, that. Shit these like dudes that. that we do this game with, they know all that stuff. Like half the, com- half the com- contestants on like Forge and Fire and like Night Fight are all people from SCA. <laughs> like that's the community yeah. and we're talking about people who know like the most obscure stuff that's like really cool but it doesn't like float my boat the way the fighting does yeah. so you get people who be like yo i made this reproduction of this like book of hours from like the 14th century in ireland that's made with like the actual paper making techniques i made all this paper i like bleached this using this i like took the acid out of it using this. I bound it using this. Like I had to source like sheep tendons to make like the book binding for it. And it's like, yo, like that's amazing. And there's all of that. And you can like go and do classes. You can learn all this stuff. Like a uh, good friend of mine does like research in like, you know, uh, Middle Eastern and, um, you know, Egyptian types of like bookmaking and all this stuff. And, like pigments of the period and cooking and, everything like, oh i've seen it. some of those period cooking is it this not necessarily sca i've there's a couple youtube channels out there that make period food yeah and, those dudes are probably in the sca and i'm just like yeah, those dudes are probably like i i watch it i'm just like oh they're like they yeah. were doing something with like the the hard tack yeah. that would have been and i'm just like just like watching yeah. them like recreate i'm like you know it, like it, yeah. this but this is my like ability to be curious about anything i'm, I'm hearing all this and two two things are firing off in my head one one hemisphere of my brain is just saying fucking nerds, and the other hemisphere of my brain is like that's so fucking cool though. <laughs> like, yeah, but why 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 are those mutually exclusive, man? Like they're not. They're both firing at the know, same time. Like, yeah, like, but it's I love nerds. It's, it's, I just love nerds. And is what I, I'm saying it's it's a it's a community that like if you show up and you're like passionate about like anything, like you find like the most nichest corner casiest thing, like you want to be the dude who uh, who researches heraldry from I, I don't know like like name a thing you want to you want to research like this corner of like crusader heraldry from this particular region of france from this like decade someone will be like you you want to learn about that you're awesome <laughs> <laughs> instead of being like all right nerd like why don't you read lord of the rings and, sh- and sit down <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll be like that's a fantastic thing when you're done please tell me what you learned yeah and that's that's amazing like that whole thing like i've been talking a lot about fighting but because i basically just don't know enough about the other stuff because i'm not as heavily involved in it mm-hmm. but it's all sick it's all great um yeah. for people who don't want to fight or can't fight anymore you know there's all stuff to do 
in the in the the society you know it's it's fantastic um i kind of want to hit if you don't mind one one kind of broad topic and then um can we talk a little bit about the parallels between it and aos yeah no that's fine i've got a few questions here from twitter because i sent that um i've got a few questions here from twitter uh from earlier uh maybe do these rapid fire style um real quick um so you've already answered uh you have been to pensick which uh oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, what kingdom are you from? So there's multiple, there's more than one kingdom. Like yes, okay. all right. So we'll get into this. Um, yeah, there's multiple kingdoms. Uh, we we call it the known world. That's the that's the the moniker for it, and it's broken up by geography. Um, so uh, where I live is in the East Kingdom. So the East Kingdom encompasses like the East Coast of the United States, and it goes from somewhere up in Canada, like Nova Scotia, down to about Virginia. And that's rough. I don't exactly know where the borders are, but it's 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 down there. And then below that is like Atlantia, which is, you know, Virginia down to like, you know, Florida. You know? <laughs> Howdy, there's, y'all. There's, like the lost civilization right. of, of And then there's, of then there's like, then there's Trimaris below that. Um, you, for example, you live in North Shield. Uh, North Metal. Shield is the kingdom that, that encompasses uh, Wisconsin. Um, I got some links for you for that a little later on. Uh, right. So there's, there's kingdoms, yes. All right. Uh, so there's kingdoms. Uh, how, do you know how, roughly how many kingdoms? 50, 60, 100? What, what, uh, what is the actual number now? I should know this. Uh, less than 20. Less than 20? More than yeah, 10, they're, less they're than enormous. 20? They're, they're enormous. Like, okay. like um, Drakenwald is like all of Europe. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. The West is like California and Oregon. Like, it's it's broken up. I can I can send you a map. No, that's cool. Um, I think that's sufficient for the show. Um, uh, so then... Would you, household or no? Are you in a household or not? Like I am not in a household. I'm actually in a, in a fighting unit, which is uh, a little bit different. Um, we're one of the few fighting units in the East that's not a household. Um, so let me um, let me explain what a, what a household is, because whoever asked that knows what they're talking about. They, uh, they fight in SCA weekly. Um, okay, great. Uh, shout outs to Caleb. Couldn't make it tonight. Where uh, where at? Um, I not quite certain where where Caleb's based out of. Um, okay. Um, yeah, so I'm in the east. Uh, I should know how many kingdoms there are, but honestly, I've had a long day and I'm tired and I I forget. No, you're fine, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's households. Um, households are uh, groups of people who generally take the same last name for their. There's things called personas. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, but essentially you're all bound together by like a common heraldry and a common purpose. And you're usually friends. It's like your crew, right? So I'm in the 404, which is this, and that's a, that's a unit where we don't call ourselves a household, even though we pretty much are. Um, the reason we don't call ourselves a household is because we want our, our, our participants to be allowed to be in other households as well. So for example, there's a, there's a famous household in the East called Von Holstern and all the guys in that wear a certain heraldry black and purple uh you know and their all their persona names all have the last name von halstern um so you can be in house von halstern or house uh von drachenklau or you know any of any of the houses um Mm -hmm. and so you can you can have these houses and then you have fighting units so we would have like you know our guys like we have a couple of guys in this household a couple guys in that household but when we muster together this is the uniform we wear over the top of that, and we fight as a unit. So that's the cool. an- short answer to that guy. Cool metal. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, 
something about mercenary mercenary house or chivalry like um you mentioned so you can be a mercenary house too is that my understanding yes you can be yeah you can you can be a a house that's considered chivalry that's not like a official term it's sort of like depends on where you are it's like the culture of the game Mm -hmm. so a a chivalric house would generally be a house where there's knights in it chivalry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then they they only work for a certain kingdom so they would only work for the east or they would only work for the west or north shield or whatever um and then there's mercenaries which are groups that could depending on where they go during a war they could line up with this side line up with that side they don't owe allegiance to a certain region Hmm. i bet there's some politics in there about like people who are uh mercenaries yes. and stuff and they're like ah oh, fuck those mercs like <laughs> remember remember i said the fuck's wallet was empty that's yeah. what it's empty for <laughs> that exact really <laughs> that exact issue wow. uh, dude it's 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 a group of people so there's gonna be good there's gonna be bad and there's gonna be politics that's yeah. and i we we don't we don't love the politics because it harshes our our fun so uh, real quick here hey fluke skywalker how's it going my friend thank you for dropping the thousand rdp to remind everyone the chat gang ain't nothing to mess with um yeah. All right. Right on. I think so. Those are the main, um, and then we're gonna go into that one naturally. <laughs> um, this next one it ties into our question about uh, Warhammer Parallel, so I'll, I'll save those questions until then. So then you want to just mention uh, one sort of broader thing, and then we're gonna switch over to the, the Warhammer. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Parallels. I want to. T- I want to talk about the um, the conceit of SCA. So okay. we've talked about the 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 methods, fighting armor what weapons look like. I haven't shown this in a bit, but like for anyone who's joining, like we're not fighting with boffer weapons. This is rattan stick that will, it's like basically a billy club. It would like, it's like being hit with a baseball bat. Uh, only these don't break as easy. <laughs> um, you know, the armor is, is legit, right? It's mm-hmm. actual metal armor. Um, so, We've talked about the process of it, right? Like here's here's a helmet that I wear. It's one of my one of my rigs. So this is my uh, my bushy helmet. Um. So this this bad boy weighs about twenty one pounds. <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit of a of a of a. I think everyone in chat gang knows this, but treat every episode like it's the first episode. I'm a, I'm a bit of a Japanophile yeah. or a Katanophile, like so. Yeah. Huge props to uh, rocking the. Uh, uh, this is going for the Japanese style. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So we um we got the demon mask there uh, for people yeah, yeah. who can't necessarily oh. see. Um, yeah, it's my it's my red Tengu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you know the whole uh, the whole red and blue thing in. Well, well, teach me like I don't, in case someone in the audience okay. doesn't know. So there's 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 like these these sort of like um, archetypal characters in in some of Japanese like folklore and I'm not I don't claim to be like a Japanophile I did a moderate amount of research for this persona so if I'm wrong you'll forgive me um hopefully <laughs> I love but you too, <laughs> <laughs> um nice yeah, so, <laughs> so like my my buddy and I both have have these bushi personas we've made our armor together like it was a whole bonding process we like have uh I think I sent you a picture of the two of us standing there looking like goons um, I'm wearing mostly red. He's wearing mostly blue. And there's a whole red versus blue thing where there's like these Oni or Tengu. Who... Oh, red, red versus blue is eternal. Like it's not just a video yeah. game thing. It's, it's yeah, go ahead. But the, the, the personality of those two like fit us to a T. So like the, the blue guy is like, um, quiet and, uh, you know, 
and peaceful, but like hides like a, a murderer's heart <laughs> and is able to like bust out when he needs to. And the red guy is the opposite. The red guy is like like placid and sad, but has like a big personality. Mm-hmm. So like we take the field. That's how we fight. We're like we like embrace the whole the whole red oni blue oni. And you say you overall. don't RP, but you are. <laughs> oh well, that's what I'm getting to. That's the conceit. I'm getting there. I'm getting All right. there. All right. uh, yeah, All right. you no, can we, talk we... about the conceit real quick while I step away. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. All right. Please Keep do. So, um, so part of what what happens is that people often ask, "Is the SCA uh, a LARP? Is it a live action role playing game?" And in some senses, yes, but in also other senses, it's it's not. It's um not a LARP the way you would recognize it, where like. I'm playing this character and like when I show up to an event, I am, you know, whatever. Sir fights a lot, you know, uh knight ordinaire. Uh I'm not that guy, you know. Um, but we do have the idea of the medieval pageantry of it all is like alive and well. That's a whole thing. But there's no story or narrative that like drives it. So one of the things that um <clears throat> that we all have is we all have what's called a persona and a persona would be the name that we're known by in SCA circles. So like my, my real name, my actual out of game, like real life name, my first name is Ulf, which does happen to be like a medieval appropriate name. So I just use it also for, for my persona name. Um, but then people will take like a, a name that fits the, the time period and the culture they're trying to represent. Um, so in real life, I'm Ulf. And if I go to SCA uh, right now, I'm, I have a Japanese persona. So uh, when I'm wearing the armor and I'm at SCA, uh, it's Lord Tamatomo no Takahiro, um, which is my, my skating persona at the moment. Um, personas can change. You can have as many as you want. Like if you want to be, uh, conquistador one day and then you want to make another armor set that's a bushi set you're japanese the next day you want to go you know uh hussar the event after that then you want to go hoplite the event after that if you are a millionaire and you can afford a million suits of armor and a bunch of garb then uh you know you're welcome to do that no one's locked into anything um and that's where the whole conceit of the kingdoms comes in so there's different kingdoms and uh, each one is ruled by a king or a queen or both. Um, and there's all this pageantry involved with that where there's what's called a crown tournament where people will compete and like the, the you have to like submit a letter of intent. You have to agree to like show up to events. If you win, you have to basically confirm your commitment. Um, I'm not sure if this chat delay is effective, but I did just... Uh, answer that question Mephisto about switching personas I can't tell how much of a delay there is but yes you can switch personas um, so each kingdom is ruled by king and queen and essentially what ruled means in this context is they become like the TOs to use a, a Warhammer analogy they decide this tournament this event is going to be run in this fashion we're going to do this and that, recognize these people. We're going to hold events here and there. And they sort of become like a director slash like kind of oversight role for the geographic area that they're responsible for. So King and Queen of the East make decisions for people living and fighting in the East. 
uh, King and Queen of North Shield would make decisions for events and people fighting in Mephisto's neck of the woods. Um, a King and Queen reign for six months, generally speaking. Um, at the end of that time, there's another crown tournament to determine their heirs. And then those people become King and Queen after them. Uh, we're going to have a busy year because one of the guys in our unit just won a <laughs> crown. Uh, one of our guys is uh, scary good and has been putting in the work for like 10 plus years to get there. Uh, finally got there just uh, a week or so ago. Uh, you know, fought his way to the top, uh, took the number one spot, and is now going to be in charge of the East for you know his reign of six months. Uh, which is going to be exciting and uh, is also going to mean we have to start going to events again once COVID allows us to. Um, so the whole the whole conceit of it that I mentioned was about it being medieval, but it not being a role-playing game. You know, um, people aren't necessarily in character. They're not carrying out plot lines. They're not doing any of that stuff. Um, there's a lot of pageantry, though, and in this in this regard, to circle back to what we've been talking about and touching on a bunch, it's a lot like like uh, like wrestling. The pageantry lines up perfectly with that, where it's you know there's court, for example, where like the business end of the SCA gets done. If someone's going to like receive an award, like let's say someone is like a a badass armorer and they make armor for people and give it away for free and they've, they're donating of their time and stuff they might get an award for that they might be recognized for that hmm. um so there's like there'll be like a court where like the, the king and queen like sit up on 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 a, on a stage and they're like heralded in and it's a whole dog and pony show um that some people really love uh, i personally don't care for it that much but i don't have to you know it's 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 your game make of it what you want mm -hmm. uh, but people really get into it and then that's what the you know these sort of nobles do um so the the organization of it is geographic, like I said, it's by zip code. So the east there's the East Kingdom, and then within the East Kingdom there'll be like baronies, counties, shires, depending on how big the area is. Right. So like I used to live in Jersey, uh, where I lived in Setmore Swamp. I lived in the barony of Setmore Swamp, and then I moved to PA, and now I live in the Shire of Eisenthal, which means n really nothing other than like who do i go to for sca related stuff in my area like who's responsible yeah they're just you know? they're you're just putting like a a, a sort of uh medieval pseudo medieval like affect <laughs> on top of regular organizational stuff that any yep. big organization would need to function yep absolutely so yeah. like you're you for example i looked up your zip code after you gave it to me and I'm not going to dox you here, except uh, to maybe to Skadians. Uh, so you <laughs> live in the. Uh, do you care about Skadian doxing? No, no. Go ahead. You can you can say it. That's fine. You want, you want people to show up at your house with like delicious medieval food? Oh, dude! Eat, I, you can all eat you. food. <laughs> fit, human achievement. These are the ways we bring each other. Being fucking nerds. These are the ways we bring the world together. Okay. So. So you you live in the kingdom of North Shield, like I said. Which is a kingdom up in your neck of the woods. I, I, I respect it. I'm a main tank in MMOs, so. I'm... And then you, uh, you live in a, uh, you live in a shire. It looks like. Oof. Uh, which is a, which is a small. Well, so do I. Whatever. Don't don't <laughs> knock the shire, man. Hobbits. Respect respect the hobbits, man. Disgusting. Um, <laughs> no, go ahead. But your 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 shire has a very German name, so I'm guessing there's a lot of a lot of German shit tons. out there. Shit tons. Uh, uh, well, I mean, this is a this is a German area. This is a German right. immigrant area yeah so this this makes sense and you live in a place called uh turm an dem see 
is the name of it, Shire of Tuamandamzee, which means that the tower on the water, the tower on the lake. Um, and you have a whole like website that I can send you a link to. Um, Wait, are you telling me that if I really felt like it, I could be fighting people for real? Like, yeah, you be fighting people by next week. I'll, I'll we can you can put the call out and there's there's literally an office called Chatelaine, and a Chatelaine's job is to reach out to new people and bring them into fighting. I gotta get like armor and all that shit together. Like, dude, if you can afford two, if you can afford Kragnos and a box of brutes, I can put you in armor like right away. <laughs> like armor is shockingly affordable if you put in a little sweat equity. Yeah. All right. The yeah. only the only thing that is that's expensive is a helmet. Well, um, because of technology, can... right? Like you gotta. Well, yeah, but I mean, I can, I can, you know, my 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 lids are pretty expensive because I have them custom made because I want them to look dope. Yeah. Um, but you can get a Respect. perfectly serviceable um, starter helm that uh, will keep you perfectly safe. That I fought in for years. Um, I won't recommend anything to anyone I haven't fought in myself. But you know, if anyone's interested, like I can give you a link to like a guy who can put you in a helmet for under two hundred bucks. Uh, Molly will to... kill me. Like she will actually kill me. <laughs> She's like her whole thing is like I just keep getting nerdier and nerdier the older I get. I'm like no, it's it's just I'm letting well, more and more my guard down for you to see my true form. Like, well, listen, this is this is athletics. Mm-hmm. This I is might like, lose some weight. Like I'll get healthier. This, is, right? this like, is socializing with people outdoors mm-hmm. and doing something active. This is uh, this is stress relief. Like this is a whole. Well, we've we've got the Br- Bristol Renaissance Fair here, which is like one of the top four in the world i don't know how they measure that shit if it's size or it's, <laughs> it's the number of sale. jack sparrow assholes that are there yeah yeah i don't know but like <laughs> no this like we go to the ren fair every year i mean yeah. uh, like my I, wife I, loves the ren fair too yeah um my whole my my whole family is like molly just actually bought some steampunk shit for it i'm like like yeah. i can't I, wait I, for I got... the First, like, nerd to walk up to her and, like, milady, I don't recognize such oh, trinketry. God, and just, like, uh, and just, like, uh, the the glare that will move across my face, like. I could not hate the Renaissance Fair anymore <laughs> if I tried. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I, <laughs> I've been cordially asked not to return to the Renaissance Fair several times in Tuxedo, New York, the Sterling Forest Red Fair. <laughs> What is, like, the whole thing, like, uh, so anachronism is a word that basically means, like, out of time or out of sync, you know? Yeah. And, like, you know, so, like, even within the, the, the word anachronism or, you know, it, mm. it's telling you that this is out of place or out of time. And, like, what is it about the Ren Fair where, like, they're just too self-serious or, like... No, I, I have a big thing about um, boundaries. Oh, yeah, I, that's fair. I, I can see where this is going. Hate, 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 hate capital H, letter eight, <laughs> people coming up to me and putting their hands on me when I haven't asked them to. Uh, and I'm 6'5", and usually wearing, like, dope costuming, so everyone assumes I'm there for the show. I want to be part of the show. Oh, look at this guy. Yeah. And I'm just like, don't touch me. Don't don't come up. Don't put your arm around me. Don't, yeah. don't, don't roll a goddamn pickle cart half full of salmonella up to me and be like, pickle, my lord! Yeah. Like, don't, 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 just don't. <laughs> and it, because I stand out in a crowd, I get it all the time. People don't believe me. They think this is this is bull, but like I, I promise you this happens. I had a lady who wouldn't let me out of the goddamn little mask kiosk. She kept like she was in a wheelchair and she kept rolling to block my way. And she's like, buy a mask. And I was like, You you need to yeah. roll your way out of out of here so I can I can leave. 
like I don't like it. And then she's like, no, no, buy a mask. And so I starts tugging on my sleeve, and I'm like, oh my god. I like. I am a man. I don't know what box I fit in these days, but we. Uh, this is the box we're in the playoffs, uh, basketball shit. So you can tune out now, and and you'll hear you'll hear words about like fighting, and you can tune back in. But we were at the Ren Fair, and uh, I had a decision to make if I was going to go in like Ren Fair regalia or Bucks gear. And it was like a playoff game was that night. I think it was like the sixth game, and you know, it's like a huge deal. Um, and I chose Bucks over Ren- Renaissance regalia, so I didn't like put on my like poet shirt and you know my, well, my boots. You made the right choice. <laughs> but as we were leaving, so first off, like my my friend who showed up, he also decided to like put on his Buck stuff, and we just like kind of looked at each other, you know, with that like, you know, like both of us had the decision. We didn't talk to each other about it. We're like we both <laughs> chose correctly. But it, as we're leaving the Ren Fair, we had people ch- chanting Bucks and Six and stuff like that. It was like really hilarious. So you had all these people in this, you know, like really expensive, really well put together yeah, yeah. costuming, just like breaking character or persona to shout chant bucks at six because it's just you know i mean bristol is it's right on the border of of illinois and and wisconsin it's like right smack in the middle and uh so you get a, it's it's a bunch of nerds from milwaukee too right like we're wisconsin's the birthplace of, of sort of the modern nerd gen con was lake geneva mm-hmm. wisconsin moved to milwaukee and ended up in indy gary gygax is from here like there's a shit ton of nerds in, in wisconsin i guess is what i'm saying so well it's cold what are you gonna do in the winter other than like game play games yep that's it yep that's that's what you do <laughs> that's why all the german dudes settled there like I got, I got family up there yep yeah no i was just lamenting our, our my uh our neighbor uh uh he's the the german teacher um at one of the schools here and uh we were just complaining about the lack of like good spetzel in what's supposed to be like a hub of of like german like sort of culture yeah. and i'm just like no, no, fuckers. Yeah, you make a fucking schnitzel, but I want the spetzel, damn it, to go with it to be good. And but I digress. Uh, speaking of digressions, uh, Kerniget, I agree with your last comment. If you bought Kragnos, you probably don't need a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing up there worth saving. Oh, shots fired. So, I mean, go ahead. You know, he's out of line, but he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you um. <laughs> Very technically speaking, I have bought a Kragnos, but it was as a bribery f- for someone to make a song for me. So, I mean, listen, it's it's all it's, it's all jokes or none of it is. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's a, a pretty fantastic transition to talking a little bit about Warhammer, though, don't you think? Speaking of Kragnos, do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is. I mean, this is this is a question that comes to mind. I've asked, uh, you know, uh, uh, so Michael Davis, uh, MMA fighter, uh, in sort of. The, the Canadian Pro League that filters into uh, what people might know as the UFC. You know, they call it something else in, in Canada, but it's the same thing. Sure. Right. Um, and uh, he, he was on here and we were talking about like, you know, sort of like his prep mentality and how that translates to MMA. I have to think it's more of a one-to-one with what you do than even just like find the sort of the esoteric or, or maybe a little, little um, like, you know. In, in what regard? Well, when you say prep, what do you mean? Well, for him, it was like we were talking about more the prep prep side of the mental game. But with with something like this, your combat sport, you're actually simulating. It's not a, just a one on one. You're actually simulating like unit combat. Yeah. You know. You know. And I I'd imagine that 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 extends beyond just like sort of the mental prep of combat than going into a combat game, but literally you know movements and stuff that you see working on the 
you know, in reality where you're talking about like, you know, sometimes you don't okay. get lateral movement. Well, you know, how does that translate to, to Warhammer? Do you think you're a better Warhammer player, I guess is what I'm asking, because uh, you're no. in an SEA? Okay. Nope. I, I, the short answer is no. Um, <laughs> and, and the reason is, the reason is that Warhammer and, and miniatures games, for anyone who's who's just tuned in since I had this conversation at the beginning, I'm going to recap and take a page from Mephisto's book and, and, and sure reference like back to what we talked before, yep. is, um, you know, I played a lot of different miniatures games including the the old fantasy battle where like you weaponize geometry you know and all the, the rectangles get smaller you know etc um that stuff all miniatures games are abstractions and the, the pace of a miniatures game is so extremely different and the abstraction causes it to be like a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy of like a polaroid of something that like you know mm-hmm. that was already mm-hmm. photocopied compared to the real thing so, and the real thing being as close as we can get 600 dudes charging each other full speed, like that, you know, facsimile of it, which is in itself a facsimile, obviously, because no one's really dying. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the pace of it is what distinguishes the two. In, in Warhammer, in any, in any, we'll use AOS because that's the, the show is about, um, but in any miniatures game, the abstraction level is so extreme that it's like, it doesn't even play in the same ballpark Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason for that is you have a thousand a million ten million times more opportunity to make decisions and think about things when you're playing a game of aos than you will ever have in an sca battle Um, so in an sca battle you you can't look at the battlefield from a drone's eye view you can't you can't survey it ahead of time you know um, you can't see what's there see what's not there you can't look and go, okay, we got, you can see that you got woods. Like I can see there's trees over there and I can see that that patch of ground's a little higher than this patch of ground. And like, yeah, that means, you know, don't send your guys who are old and have shitty ankles into the woods and like, keep them on the flat, you know, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Um, don't send your spear unit into the woods because they're going to get fouled, you know, send your, send your skirmish guys in there. But that's about it. Like you, you, you have to kind of make your decisions on a different basis. Mm-hmm. Because also in a in an open information environment, not to get too game theory on you, but like no, in an fine. open information environment like like AOS, I can look across and I can go, all right, Bestigors, like cool, okay, Kragnos, cool. I kind of even if I haven't memorized the rules, I kind of know what those do. Mm-hmm. I can go, and oh, you know where they are it. specifically too. Like you're like yeah, you know and and even stuff that I don't know where they are. Like if we're playing Sylvaneth, yeah, I don't know where those guys are going to be, mm-hmm. but I but I know roughly what five you know trees tree revenants can do or spy revenants can do and i know that they can teleport around so that's like a known quantity and and i can sort of quantify that and i have time to process it i can look and go all right well it's a war song revenant over here and there's a there's a wildwood over here and i know there's going to be a spell portal in my future and that stupid spell is going to go off and it's going to d3 mortal wound my face off like mm-hmm. i get it and i can kind of anticipate even if i can't plan and none of that exists in SCA. Like you can't do none of that mm-hmm. because you don't know the intangibles. You know, you can look at the ground, you can look at the field and you can say, all right, well, I got my guys and we're good at pulse charges. And I got, you know, whoever. So no, you're, 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 
your spears up ahead like you right. like I got you... I got blood guard on one side of me and I know those guys are good at something else and I can be like all right and we got the two chucks over there on the oh, okay what's blood guard because they sound metal as oh, well it's just a, it's just a, another unit it's okay. another household all right right on right. It's, you know it's a bunch of dudes they they wear black and red and the white cross I don't know they're they're another household that's that's recognizable that's mostly just for people who are from other parts of the SCA. They other might, Skadians yeah. might know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they won't know. If I say, oh, we have VDK over there, they might not know who that is. But Bloodguard is like a you know well-known unit. Um, <laughs> okay. Or Sir, Sir Mohammed's guys from Quebec might be over there with their like their spear wall. Uh, you, you have these units that you sort of know what they do. But like, dude, I don't know if the VDK guys were up drinking last night. Like, <laughs> I, don't know how much, I don't know how much they got left in the tank. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't even know if my guys like did 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 like you know this guy get a good night's sleep is this guy's ankle still bothering him is you know is this guy's rotator cuff injury still acting up yeah you know all of these things factor in in such a way that it's just like bewildering and you can't account for it so what you have to do is you have to make you know judgments kind of on the fly based on imperfect information that's so much less perfect than you have in age of sigmar that um a lot of it doesn't apply but what's funny is you asked if, if doing SCA has made me better Age of Sigmar. And the answer is no. But if you ask, has Age of Sigmar made me better at SCA? The answer is yes. Interesting. The skill transfer for me personally, and again, grain of salt, this is my experience. Your mileage will vary. Um, for me, being able to look at um, mismatches uh, has really helped. And I've been wargaming longer than I've been fighting. Trading is, is really, I think, the colloquialism we're kind of settling on now is, is knowing yeah. if you're going to trade up or trade down on the table, right? Like, but but even that um, positional advantage based on mismatch okay. is something that, that I've gotten pretty good at. Um, my main game is War Machine and Hordes. Like, I'm, AOS is not my main game. I, I love it right now because I get to play it. There's a very small uh, War Machine and Hordes community out by me, but, you know. You play the game um, you can, it, yeah. Right, and in those games, play. like, like I know, like I play Fire Slayers. That's my that's my jam. Because I found the one. <laughs> we've, we've answered the paradox, uh, the the Fermi's paradox of Warhammer. Where are they? Uh, we found yeah, the one the... Fire Slayers player, <laughs> chat gang. Uh, there's two of them. It's you and Vanilla Sauce. I found two of you uh, in the in the entire there's, there's like world. Th- <laughs> there's like three in my local meta here. It's, uh, they, oh, so it's like it's like uh, like when you pile shuffle and all your like uh, all your like force of wills end up stuck together. All the fire, we're, we're the, yeah, yeah, because we're the foils. Don't don't get it twisted. <laughs> like all the foils, we waste, stuck, yeah. We we weigh slightly more and we're curvy. You know what I'm saying? We're all like like fat middle aged dudes. <laughs> just, just we're the foils. Uh, oh, that's such so. that's such. Oh man, the humor, the layers of the humor that just happened there. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, um, sorry, go on. And go I'm on. even, I'm even, I'm, I'll go you one better. I play Vostarg. Yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of here with, with Hermdar. <laughs> I play, I play, I play Vostarg exclusively because that's the truth, man. Because I want my dwarves to be Iron Jaws? Question mark. <laughs> uh, except without dope war chanters and monsters, I want like shitty budget monsters and uh, priests with overpriced incantations. That's great. But I don't care, man. I'm not here. To, I'm not here to put up W's. I don't care about ITC. Like I'm here to have fun and this, paint sweet models and have dwarves. This is the the, the keeping it real uh, cast now. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. I'm 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 going. Uh, you know, 
I'm going to I'm going to a tournament. Uh, you know, Saturday morning. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll out. I'm gonna take two thousand points of fire slayers. And I'm gonna have the best time. And uh, you know, if I go two and three, I'll be happy. Um, this is an interesting question. I I, I kind of want to. I'm I've yeah. got my own follow up to this question. We'll see if you feel to hear from Kernigan. So, how would you change AOS uh, to make it a better representation of of actual combat? And I have my own question. Uh, okay. Piggybacking off well, of that. Well, let me say that. Um, AOS already is a pretty fair representation of how real combat works, honestly. Um, there's a lot of the, the basic tenets of AOS that, uh, that duplicate kind of what we see, like especially the shooting rules, actually. Um, and a lot of people have heard this over the years, like, oh, shooting is nonsense, like you're shooting in a combat, that doesn't work. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> um, my, my friend Mick uh, runs like a, like a combat uh, archer kind of program here in the east and he's very active in promoting combat archery and yo the number of times that i have seen okay so setting the stage in a we have a what's called a resurrection battle okay mm -hmm. and a resurrection battle is where you respawn like in a in a first person shooter bound in hell okay, so you go you get killed hand on your head you walk back to the res point and at the res point usually you like tap a hay bale or like check in with a marshal and then they do a clicker to count how many people have died. All right. And then you walk back to the battlefield and cycle yourself back in. And that's what's called a resurrection battle. Okay. The number of resurrection battles that I've gone to where I'm walking up to the battle and there's like 30 guys walking back to me just with like the poo face on, just being like fucking archers. <laughs> sons of bitches, archers. And they just walk back and they're just like, God damn, a resurrection point. And they turn around and they go back and they sit in. By the time I'm like up at the battle, they're already walking back again. Like, <laughs> again. Um, so, so like a lot of the things in, in, in AOS really accurately represent stuff. Like we'll have, um, what's an AOS unit that both fights and shoots that well, isn't like that hasn't been like legended. Well, well, sentinels are just like they're so shooty that are they're insane. I, right, there so isn't there isn't Volkite really berserkers. Well, Volkite Berserkers, they have hand axes. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Okay, so Volkite Berserkers, because that's the army I know. I was thinking, like, you know, Sisters of the Watch or whatever the old... There's The elf. Shadow Warriors have, like, a decent shot. Shadow Warriors. Yeah, have, yeah, like yeah. A, okay. have, like, a decent shot right now and, like, so, are decent. But they're not, the thing is, is, like, AOS, like, kind of requires special specialization. You know, sure. like, it... it. So, gone. yeah. Yeah, because because you only have six points of, of, of statistical attachment. This is a D6, so you have to specialize. Right. Um, but like, okay, so so Volkai Berserkers have a, have a dumb hand axe attack, right? It hits on fives or whatever, it's garbage. But, you know, you can get some wounds. We actually fight that way. We actually have, uh, <laughs> we have this awesome thing we call it a trauma hawk. <laughs> it looks like a tomahawk. Uh, but it's a throwing weapon that's combat safe. It's made of, uh, of like compressed foam. So there's nothing rigid inside of it, mm -hmm. but it's heavy enough that it still hits with like authorita. <laughs> yeah, so it frame. gives a good thonk, like you can hear yeah. the yeah. So so instead of a tomahawk, it's a trauma hawk because of the trauma it causes people. Yeah. And uh what we'll do is we'll go into a battle and everyone will carry two of them in like their armpit. They'll just like have them under their shield. And as we're closing, unleash a couple of trauma hawks and if you get a lucky kill, you get a lucky kill just like Volkites. Mm -hmm. And then it's draw your main and and follow in. So the idea of like being able to shoot into combat is like legit. Like it happens all the time. Like I've been killed with arrows like an embarrassing number of times. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a real thing. And if you are in melee with someone, you're generally only shooting that unit. 
-hmm. And it's not because you can't shoot anything else. It's because your unit commander has been like, yo, this is who we have to kill right here. Don't be worrying about those guys. Yeah. Like, like VDK has got those guys. Like let, let, let Von Holstern's got those guys like chill on those guys, but we're fighting these dudes here and we need to take this point. So if I see my archers here, they better be shooting here. You better be throwing trauma Hawks here. You better be right. You know, you better be focusing here. And it totally works. We often have archers mixed in with us, like standing behind our lines. They'll pop over the top of a shield, throw a shot, you know, fade back and reload. Um, so AOS, I think, actually really pretty accurately represents some of those things in unit combat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Battleshock is a thing. You know, we don't call it that in SCA, but like if you've been fighting for an hour in 100 plus pounds of gear and it's 90 degrees out and 85% humidity because for some stupid reason you're fighting in Jersey in July – uh, then, you know, you tap out at some point, like you just suffer attrition losses because, <laughs> you know, you don't, somebody doesn't want to get a heat stroke, hmm. you know? So you start off with 30 guys fighting and by the time an hour has gone by, you might have 19, 20 guys left, mm-hmm. you know, even if they're respawning. Um, so that stuff's represented really well. You know, uh, you saw in those videos, formation is like that. You need a certain spacing to make it work. Well, the the coherency was actually like really funny. You're like, look at that one inch coherency right there, and yeah. and the way that you do kind of fight in ranks, right? Like we're you have to, yeah. It's you. I I mean, I know in in studying history and reading, like I'm not one of the like the super. I like history, but I'm not one of those like you're not a boffin. The one who, like, absolutely loves, like, all the combat stuff. All they do is, like, read about, like, all the historical battles. That's, like, that's their love of history. Like, mine's usually a little bit more of, like, well, what was the... A lot more, like, archaeo... Like, uh, the difference between, like, anthropology and... Like, I, I like the soci- I like the social stuff. I like anthropology. I like think- mm-hmm. thinking about what was going on sure. in all this. Like, I understand... Like, yeah, read about this, like, this pivotal battle. But, like, why did that battle happen? Like, you know... Sure. You know, so I like that stuff too, and like yeah, I'll read like a little bit of like uh, combat porn every now and then, but um, you know, boring white guy shit. Um, but but like yeah, like I'm like oh yeah, of course, like you know, rank combat was something, and like you know, I know I know about the Battle of Thermopylae and stuff like that, and and it's one thing right. to read a historical account and then like actually watch people start to break down into like almost naturally begin to fight that way, just because. Well, Go ahead. It's not natural. We we train that way. Mm. Well, so you um, make it look it, good, in other words. Well, no, no, no. It's <laughs> it, it only look looks natural. good from a distance. It only looks good. It's like uh, it's like pointillism, because uh, my background's in art. Yeah, so yeah, Monet. A right? lot of art like, metaphors. Yeah. So yeah, so the so pointillism. You know, if you look at it up here, it's it's a mishmash of dots. You got to have it at arm's length for it to be like a painting of a park or something. And combat is the same way. When you're in the mix. Like it's it's chaos. All you're trying to do is 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 take down someone on the other side before you get taken down, to preserve your like kill rate, mm-hmm. and take the point or do whatever your objective is. Um, but naturally, you don't want to clump up so much because compression kills. That's a truism in SCA. If you are compressed, dead. Mm. Okay, so um, in SCA there are knights. Uh, knight is a title you have to earn. It's like voted on and discussed by people, and and to be elevated to knight is a is a big goddamn deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows that you've like put in the work. You're a, like a stone killer on the battlefield. You have like knightly virtues like courage and chivalry and, and largesse, and you're generally considered someone in like high standing and a serious player. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you literally get a belt. Here's another wrestling metaphor for you. Um, you nice. literally, you wear a white belt. So anyone who's wearing a white belt is a knight. So they're sir or dame or whatever they want to be called, right? But they're a knight. Um, and my knight, very, very good friend of mine, uh, he is one of the people who who is very much into like the melee part end of things, which is why I gravitated toward working with him and, and training under him. So he's like my, my like, you know, sensei equivalent. And we talk a lot about unit tactics and how units fight and all that. Like I could give a shit about singles. I don't, I don't care about singles. It doesn't, it doesn't blow my skirt up the way melee does. Um, so it's not where my energy goes. And the one lesson that he taught me that like has really stuck with me is compression kills. And in, in both SCA melees and in AOS, you see this. If you get hemmed in and you can't pile in effectively. Yeah. And if you remember uh, Warhammer Fantasy, you couldn't wrap around effectively because you didn't have the numbers in the right place. That is legit a representation of how units work in real life. Mm. Because you need to have a very specific type of spacing to be effective. Because your own weapons can kill your own guys. Like if you're swinging like a lunatic and you backblade somebody and I like blow up my buddy Nick's face behind me, like he's dead. That's friendly fire. So you need a certain distance to work. Um, I fight with polearm and greatsword because it's well, the best. You're, well, you're, I mean, you also you're, you're, you've got a lot of leverage. You're, you're bigger. So you're going to have like good yeah. reach with I, it too. Yeah. Like there's a, that really doesn't matter. Body mechanics trumps all that. The hardest shot I ever took was from a guy who was like five foot three. <laughs> no the, the the legit hardest shot i've ever taken I'll, I'll tell some more stories at the end but but keep it on a- aos yeah, yeah you need you need room to work i fight with a, a six foot like and a couple of inches polearm usually the yari or, right. uh, no a nagamaki actually i love it um so 50 percent handle 50 percent blade because it cool is life red hot electric sex it's thing. it's just like <laughs> it's just a big sword at that point and uh you've just combined two of my favorite things which is huge swords and and pole arms yeah so. it's so good nagamaki number one um <laughs> so i fight i fight polearm uh and i fight in a particularly interesting style i think um so there's different styles in sca combat like there is in like fencing or kendo or whatever yeah, yeah. and i fight close in polearm like my happy place is if I got a sword and shield guy like belly to belly with me, he dead. Like unless he's much better than me, and a lot of people are. Like I'm not flexing that I'm a great fighter, but I'm an enthusiastic fighter. I'm tall, so I have excellent leverage, and uh, I can throw a shot like nobody's business. So mm-hmm. I can I can do okay. Um, but in a situation where I can't move because I'm too hemmed in, and I can't rotate and get my elbow up for the shot that I want to throw because some, some jamoke on my own side is like bustling into me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm dead because I can't maneuver. Mm-hmm. And so someone's just going to come in and be like, Oh, nice block homie. And just like f- pop me in the face and I'm out. So oppression kills. So the idea of, of keeping a, a tight combat spacing, that's an appropriate combat spacing while still being close enough to support your, your dudes perfectly is mirrored so, by so the formation so what you're saying is that aos coherency needs to be two inches instead of one no i like one dang it sorry <laughs> sorry dude that's i listen i played 40k enough i don't like two inch coherency it's nonsense i'm just i mean i i think i think they should adopt the coherency rules from war machine 
I don't know what those are. Uh, I don't play War Machine. So in War Machine, you have a you have a guy who's designated as the unit leader, right? Just a champion model. Mm-hmm. Usually the same stats, or he has like a bump to one stat, just like AOS. Yeah. And he has a command stat, and all his dudes have to be within that many inches of him. In whatever formation you choose. Right on. So if he has a six-inch command stat, it can be a a six-inch ring with him in the middle. Or it can be ten dudes over here and two dudes down here. As long as they're all within six inches of him. It's like a cloud kind of formation. Ooh, I like that. Like an electron cloud. Yeah. Yeah. And it works great because you can really, you can interface that more interestingly with weapon reaches. (laughs) So if you have like a bunch of dudes who have a one-inch reach weapon, (laughs) but they have a 10-inch command. Oh, what's the highest the stat can be? (laughs) Of what? Uh, The command stat. uh... Um, Like eight. I have a feeling that I would I would be an eight. Uh, my I have a a good I have a good cadence, a good gravity. Sure. I'm very loud. Uh, I might one of my I don't know if this is a fondest memory of AOS, but I will never forget the time the first time I well, it was like the second or third time I met Vince in person, but it was the first time I'd sat down with Vince mm-hmm. uh, when we both kind of knew who each other were. And we're having, like, one of those conversations, like those melee conversations where it's just everyone yeah, yeah. at a table. And he just does um, this to me. He's like, Andrew, or he's, I think he called me Mef. He's like, Mef, I love you, brother. And this is not hyperbole. You are the loudest human I have ever met. He's like, you were meant to talk to crowds. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember feeling like I got yelled at by dad. You know, like a little, I'm just yeah. like shrinking some because I was being loud. But, uh, but I, yeah, I would, I would totally, I like, you can hear my orders, I guess is and what that's, I'm saying. That's a real thing too in real fighting. Like, if I can't hear what you're saying and what the order is, like, if I don't know that we're supposed to advance or I don't know that we're supposed to rally, like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to do the thing. Well, I, do you ever get the feeling, this is in the, uh, the Sin City quote, right? Where, like, uh, I, I can't remember the names of the characters at this point. It's it's starting to like just disappear in, in somewhere deeper in the recess of my mind. But th- there's a the character with the red converse mm-hmm. uh, talking about Marv, and he's like Marv was just had the bad the rotten luck of being born in the wrong time. If he was born yeah. in like the the Roman gladiator, sure, yeah, 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 yeah I remember. Yeah. Like, do you ever feel like that with the SCA? Like you were, or, or do you like this facsimile version of it? Do you? F- I mean, obviously I the know. dying stuff. Sucks, I, right? I, I I honestly couldn't tell you. You know, I um. I try not to. I try not to 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 go down that road mentally, mm. um, because I feel like. I feel like it can very easily lead to people making weird choices that uh, end up not adding to other people's enjoyment. I like that. I like um, that. Because you can justify weird behavior. Like that, because it becomes a weird extension of like, well, but my character would do it. Yeah, like, why would you? Uh, I saw the greatest representation of this in the world, and like everyone was like drawn as like a different body organ. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I and then one. the yeah. one was like the dick, and he's like, well, my character would do it, and he's drawn like a yeah. dick, and I'm like, why? Why are you playing a character that's a dick? Right. Well, and I that's, that Go that ahead. exists at SCA. It does. Interesting. Um, well, my character would do it. Like my my persona would do it, and you're like. Homeboy, you are an assistant manager at a Denny's. Don't tell me what you're fucking <laughs> doing. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know, this I love- is not the movie role models where you're like, kiss the ring, eh, exit my burger hole, boy. You that know, like, movie is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And 
but, but that, I love that Paul Rudd. That, 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 that sort of stuff exists. And I'm going to answer Kurnigat's question in a second because uh, it's, a, it's a good one. And the answer is yes. Uh, we do have musicians. Um, but yeah, the, 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 like, the level of commitment it takes to be part of this, this uh, over the long run is very yeah. high. You, you're traveling, you're spending money, you're putting your health at risk, you're training, you're going to the gym or you're going to your weekly practice, you're giving up time with your family unless they want to go with you. But like, you know, you're, you're committing to, to, to a pursuit that's way more labor intensive than, than AOS for for example, because AOS, you can paint in the house while your wife watches, you know, TV or something, or you can paint together, you can do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. This is very different. Like I can't spend time with, with other people if I'm in armor, like I'm just engaging with the people in armor. Right. So because of that, it attracts people who like to dive headfirst into things for good or ill. And we've all met those guys and, mm-hmm. and girls. You know, we've all met those people who dive into something and make it way better for everyone around them. You know, who, whose love like like shines out of them when they do something and, and, and they, they, they add energy to a thing I, by just I, being there. I, I sense you're that type of person honestly like you've been talking this time and just gushing the the energy the i i looked at the clock for the first time a couple <laughs> minutes ago and i'm like wow okay this is a good this is a meaty rant cast um well, like you just i mean that those people who live by passion and they they use yeah. their passion to elevate people that's my jam you know right but oh, mine too but like go and on. then there's people who do the opposite then there's the the the, the fun vampires this is about me and they suck it all in they, this is they, my they show, show up and, and they they dive into it Again, head first with the same level of passion and enthusiasm, but it's not aimed toward making it better for others. And and this this hobby attracts those people in in, in equal numbers and in great percentage wise numbers because it requires such a high buy in. You know, like you can be part of a book club and love book clubs, but a book club requires you to buy like one, you know, it's pretty passive to be part of a book club, no matter what but, your level of passion is. Like you don't need to. But like you could, yeah. you could love reading. You could be like, you know, the, the the lit major guy who who just wants to do nothing but like dissect. Oh, you know, like I've heard you talk about authorial intent and stuff. You want to, want to do that <laughs> stuff. And you, you love it. That's like your I jam. Do. I do. Yeah. You you really want to talk about why Stephen King writes the same five characters in every book and is unapologetic about it because he's like, I haven't written them perfectly yet. So guess what? Speedy Parker's showing up again. Yeah. You know. Right. Right. And you're just like, okay, isn't that just Dick Halloran? And he's like, no, he's Speedy Parker. You know why? Because he's not Dick Halloran. Because there's a two versions that say, shut up. Yeah. Who's the best-selling author? Me or you? I'm writing it. And yeah. like, you could be that guy who loves that, and like, that requires you to buy a book. It requires you to buy a thirteen-dollar hardcover, or like, a, you know, an ebook. Right. It doesn't require you to buy an eight hundred-dollar helmet. Make sure your health insurance is good. <laughs> like, <laughs> go and get like, you know. If you're old, go and get like, you know, uh, like an ibuprofen shot, you know, (laughs) and like show up with your like repaired, you know, ACL. I I have to wonder if there is a prohibitive aspect to this because of like insurance, like life insurance. Oh, yeah. Or not life insurance, insurance. Life insurance. Yikes. No, I I mean health insurance. I said life insurance, but. Oh, totally. Which is going to make, which is going to cut your demographic down a little bit. I mean, totally. America yeah. is not the best place for health insurance. Uh, no. I don't know if anyone knows that. Paying attention right. right now, like so, there's a, I mean, there's a reckless sort who, or is young yeah. enough to not know better yet, which was like me with wrestling. I I didn't yep. know that that would <laughs> be a thing yeah. I needed to care about, right? Yeah. And then you've got the people who are covered, and 
I mean, that's going to narrow your demographic down some. Totally. And it's, it's, it's who wants to sustain that over the long run. So, so the point being, you get people who are both good and bad and you get people who are those bad actors and you get people who are good actors. Yeah. Yeah. And it's telling the difference, you know, to, to, to your original point of like, you know, who's, who's in charge and and what are, what are you doing there? Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's a big aspect of like, what camp do you fall into? Hmm. You know, are you, are you falling into a camp with good people who, who, who are aligned with your vision for what the thing is? Mm-hmm. Or are you aligned or you fall into camp with people who you think are good because they win a lot of tournaments and they have like renown, but you know, maybe they're Bad not personal habits, you know, like yeah. they're not looking for the same thing you are. Yeah. You know, and I'm not judging, I'm not going to pass judgment on anyone's personal habits. That's their real life. And this is definitely not, uh-huh. but I, I will say that there's people who come in with competing visions of the good, you know, um, yeah. it's like discussing ethics. Like no one can lay down what ethics is because it's a discussion of competing interpretations of the good. Oh, there's, there's an aggregate to it. <laughs> sure. Sure. There <laughs> is. Absolutely. There's social, but, various social contracts and stuff that as and a it's, species it's no we different. defined. Yeah. Yeah. But, but again, there's, there's room to argue it. Right. You know, and, and so you do get people, um, to answer your question about like, do it, do we ever find ourselves in that trap of like, Oh, I wish I could just be my, my persona. I find that's a really unhealthy way to approach things for me and mm-hmm. for, and the people I've seen do it have had, a, have had a, a net negative result from it. I'll put it that way. Interesting. I see. I, I keep asking these questions that I think are like softball mm-hmm. questions and I just get these like fantastic answers. <laughs> like, well, it's because we've, we've, because we've had to deal with it because yeah. these aren't hypotheticals in, in the, in this world, you know, it's, it's not someone, nudging a coke can piece of terrain you know nudging a model with a coke can at lvo yeah. or you know the london gt rather not lvo sorry london gt a couple of years ago and cheating on stream at 40k yeah you know that's the, the result of that was someone gets a, a yellow card and people are like cheating streaming blah 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 and like internet outrage yeah in in our game it's someone doesn't check their helmet correctly someone gets and then homeboy's eating through a straw for six months in the hospital yeah you know the stakes are higher and and so bad actors their their bad actions get amplified yeah and that's you know a lot of us are very on watch for that because we want to protect everyone there's a a small parallel here with just like sort of like platform responsibility for uh other aos guys like saying stupid shit you know at home Versus saying stupid shit when you're you have a thousand people following you, like there's some personal yeah. responsibility there too. This is why yeah. the internet is quite the cesspool it is, is because bad actors yeah. it, it get amplified here too, right? Yeah, absolutely. So and it's the the thing is that the the amplification is is more for for AOS and war games because the visibility is higher. More people know about AOS than know about SCA, and more people follow it online because there's just more of it online. Mm-hmm. But the stakes are lower. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and harkening back to what we said very, very early in the beginning, the lower the stakes, the sharper the knives are. You know, people, uh, people like to argue shit when there's no real stakes. Well, it's you know? it's pride. Pride is yeah. a hell of a. I mean, it's it's such a because yep. it exists in the esoteric. It's it's personal. You know, it's yep. it's just a different. You know, if you're fucking arguing over a trophy and you think you can win a trophy at the next thing, it's a yeah. little bit different from that sort of visceral personal you're when your ego and i don't mean ego as yeah. in like arrogance when your ego right. the the psychological part of your personality yeah, yeah when when a, a part of your personality is threatened by this thing then the only stakes you know if that that's all the stakes are it's tooth and nail right 
So. And that's that's why we have our whole like we don't we don't give a f about the politics of it because it helps curtail that. Yeah, no, I like that. Because as soon as someone starts waving those flags, we're like, remember this? Remember we don't give an f about this? Like, why don't you, why don't you simmer down? Right. Why don't you just like be cool? Right. Like, let's all let's get ten of our guys together. Let's put our lids on and let's go run some dudes over with shields. That'll be fun. <laughs> let's do that. And we'll, we'll do that instead. How about that? Yeah. You know. Yeah, the fucking um, dude. Let's go bowling. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it, that, it, like, yeah, that's it. And I, I mean, um, so Sir Knigget asked, uh, uh, "Do you guys have musicians in your units?" Um, we do, and we don't. So um, n- almost nobody has musicians who will carry musical instruments because it's not safe. And it's not safe because I am not going to watch to see if you have drumsticks in your hand or a little teeny tiny dagger. I'm just going to run you over. And drumsticks will break, they will become sharp, and they will inevitably wind up in someone's eye. So you can't have musical instruments. You can't have a flute because a flute will break. You, you know, those kind of things, you can't have them. What we do have are singers. So we have a musical element sometimes, but it's singing. Mm. And singing is fucking fantastic when you fight. Uh, it has like a morale-boosting effect. Uh, some people chant. Uh, famously, I've mentioned them once or twice, the two chucks, because they, that's a unit that is sort of like infamous. Um, and what they do is they chant the name of their unit. They'll like run across the field going two chucks, two chucks, two, and it's like an army cadence for like running. It helps you open up your lungs. It helps you get air in. It forces you to engage that Oxy- part of you your, oxygenate a your little diaphragm. Bit yeah. Um, because, because honestly, ain't none of us Navy SEALs up here. We're a bunch of <laughs> middle-aged medieval fanboys and, uh, you know what? Engaging the diaphragm is great uh, for sucking in air. So we'll have people who sing. Like uh, uh, bards critic. are the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bards, bards more like bass. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bards um, are great. So, so like we have, for example, um, we have some people with great voices in our unit, and they'll they'll sing mm-hmm. when we're marching up to a battle. We'll all chime in on like like battle songs, cool. and it's kind of dope not gonna lie (laughs) like you get a bunch of like hodgepodge of dudes standing around in like different uniforms and kind of defending a castle wall and here comes 45 guys in black and green with a hydra banner like 10 feet tall like waving across the battlefield and we're all singing you know this song about like being brothers of the sword and coming back on our shields or not at all yeah Yeah, someone out there just starts out the oh like and you just yeah. like, <laughs> like fly but we yeah. we have like real the, medieval songs that we yeah, sing you cool. know and adaptations of them and it's it's great so i mean the question about musicians is is legit and it does kind of work the way it does in aos um yeah so yeah playing aos has made me better at sca mm-hmm. um i said that earlier and it's because i talked before about translating what you're seeing into what you know mm-hmm so I see forest, I see low-lying area, I see a hill, and I know it rained two days ago. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. What I see is 30 dudes over here wearing one color and 50 dudes over here wearing another color. And I know my guys are behind me. And then behind them is like a ragtag bunch of lovable misfits that make up the rest of our gang. <laughs> and then like over there, I can see like, oh, like, like Sir Moe's like Spear Mafia and I see like another unit I recognize over there. And then I see black Talon over there. And I kind of know what those units are sort of like known for. And I can, it, it gives me an idea of how they're going to react based on what like happens on like an AOS tabletop. Like for example, black Talon is this group that's, that's famous for fighting with like giant shields. 
they have this big black town on their shields and they, they run around with like a million dudes with shields and they're sort of a themed that's their thing mm-hmm. so I know ain't none of them going to be shooting so I can confidently send someone over there who has a little bit of shooting support and that'll give us an edge like I know those guys are uh, iron breakers from, from AOS they're not Volkites yeah. you know they're not they're not going to have that dual role or I can look over here and be like okay well this is like house you know such and such and ain't none of them over 25 so guess who's who's fast and can run uphill still <laughs> those dudes <laughs> you know um, so the idea of, of, of looking at things uh, and, and assigning them roles like in AOS has, has helped me with Battlefield Command yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool so it was a long ass road to get to that answer, but there it is. No, it was good. It was a good one. No, it's a thorough, proper rant cast form too. Level misfits sounds like my gits army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, there's there's ragtag bands, level misfits everywhere. That's that's uh, you know they make the world go round. Watch any '80s movie. And I feel like this is a pretty thorough rundown of, of SCA. Anything we're forgetting? Anything we're leaving out? Anything you knew you wanted to, to oh, mention? Oh, no, not really. I mean, we've, we've hit a bunch of stuff that, I, um, that I've wanted to talk about. I, I know that... Uh... Actually, yeah, there is one thing. I'm sorry. No, I, in the middle no of saying that, I realized. Um, www.sca.org. So S-C-A, like Society for Creative Anachronism. Sierra, Sierra Charlie Alpha.org. Um, go check that out, and uh, there's a there's a tool on there um, that's like find your kingdom or locate your kingdom. It's right at the top of the page. Find your kingdom. Um, it's basically as you you can look up by area where you live, so you can look up your state or your province or your country if you're outside the U.S. And then it'll take you to a page where it'll redirect you where you enter like your postal code or your zip code or your town name. And it will direct you to a page where you can learn who to contact in your local area. Arizona is its own uh, kingdom, Attenveld. Sure. Yep. So it it breaks down for you where you are, and has a great resource for finding who can give you more information and more intelligently guide you on your journey. Wait. Oh shit! Suck it, Illinois. You're not part of our kingdom. I mean, that makes sense. What are they part of the mid? Yeah, mid realm. Mid realm. Yeah. Yeah, mid realm. Uh, <laughs> you got some stories about them? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just busting chops. I, it's just, a, it's just you threw out a name, and I, I wanted to inject some drama. Into Fair it. enough. There's your, there's your, there's your performative nonsense. Oh, see, I, see, uh, I, I, <laughs> see, I like gamesmanship. I like that yeah. stuff personally, and maybe it's the wrestler, maybe it's just the shit talker, internet troll in me. Like I don't know. I, I, I like some of that. I, I enjoy the. I, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I like it too, and I've learned to really, really throttle back on it in SCA. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it in. I'll do it in. In like you know, come at me, bro, in AOS all day long. Like like Vostark, Best Starg, and uh, <laughs> like if you're not playing Fire Slayers, you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, I, I don't. I don't play Gotrek because he's not a Fire Slayer. He's missing the keyword. Fuck off. Like <laughs> you're like. A, like a refugee from the before times get, get out of here kid you know <laughs> yeah. um so so stuff like that like i i, I love a good like the ribbing um, like the the proper like yeah. smack talk yeah yeah but like, in you, S- listen honest, yeah. you listen to honest war gamer right you know rob familiar with him okay so so <laughs> rob has an honest war gamer has this thing of like you know 
let's have good natured shit talk. Let's have like football club rivalries, you know, mm-hmm. let's do this and that. And I love it. I love it. I'm a hundred percent on board for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the people at SCA take that shit too serious sometimes. And right. if you start, if you start talking shit about like this unit or that unit, if you, if you're joking and they don't know that, uh-huh. Because you are someone who takes it casually like me and you're just like, I'm just here to like roll with my guys and hang out and have a good time, drink some beers afterwards, sit around a campfire, like tell stories and like smack people. They don't know that. That's not a cultural thing that might exist with them. They might be, yeah, un- right. unbeknownst to you, they might be the guy who spent $10,000 on a handmade yeah. Italian suit of like Maximilian armor. Like that dude might have put a second mortgage on his house to buy like a bus to take him to SCA events and then like build like a wooden castle for two weeks at Penzik. People do that. People put hundreds of thousands of dollars in this. That dude might not be cool with you being like, no, who sucks? Your unit, bro. (laughs) 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 Guess what? Your unit sucks. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm just playing, but he doesn't know that. (laughs) And it becomes like a whole like shitty you know, hip hop culture, East coast, West coast nonsense thing all of a sudden. Oh my God. <laughs> and you're just like, I was just trying to be funny and invite you over for like beers and like to hang out with us. And I thought I would rib you a little bit beforehand because that's the, the, the alpha douche bro culture that we have. Yeah. Oh, you don't well, have We're that? all, we're all irony poisoned, right? Like you're just fucking irony poisoned. Well, some people that. are and some people aren't, yeah. but you can't tell that by looking at them. There's no label, you know? Right. So, so you get people who are like, you know, uh, not bad people, but they have a very different approach to the game. And if you only see them once a year, like how are you supposed to know? Don't. So I don't, I don't, I don't do it at SCA because the last thing I want is more drama. You know, I want well, less drama. Do do people headhunt? Like, do, do you, I know, like <laughs> yeah. cause you, with the units and stuff like that, the way they might break down, like your units maybe going over here. But are you ever looking for somebody on the battlefield, or people ever looking for somebody yeah. on the battlefield? And... All the time, oh. all the time. Um, because you're looking to take out the leaders. You're, you're, you're character hunting in AOS. You're trying to put mortal wounds on, you know, whatever. You're, you're rune smiter. And I can imagine sometimes, like, people's personal beef might come into that. If if you are oh, the, yeah. being a yep. douchebag at the bonfire beforehand or something like that. Yep. And it, it shouldn't, but it does. Because it's an organization made up of people, so it's going to have good and bad no matter what. Like, right. Um, right. I've been headhunted. I took a shot one time that was so severe that it bent the brass work on my helmet. And the whole front of the helmet was hot from the kinetic force being dispersed. So someone punching me in the face with a spear so goddamn hard, I thought I was going to pass out. Mm. Um, and it was because me and my guys had developed a tactic during this engagement that was just working. And we were getting eight, nine kills a piece, which is a, like a ludicrous number. Yeah. Before we got killed because we just like we, we had this scenario on lock. We just like trading up, as they say, right? Like really just. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We saw the Matrix. We went like Homer Simpson cross-eyed. We like entered a, fl- a fugue state and could not be killed. Yeah. So they sent like homeboy, like the Terminator with a spear to come take us out. And, you know, was it within the rules of the game? Yeah, absolutely. You can go headhunt a unit commander. Like I was the guy giving the orders. So without me directing people, they, you know, but it was like, it had a little extra vinegar on it a little extra sauce on it that maybe didn't need to have (laughs) you know yeah so yeah it does happen and so you know am i shit talking that guy no like i'm not gonna name his name like he knows who he is and yeah we're friends and you know i you know but you know what it was you left the cards out on the table you did it like yeah yeah right on yeah Yeah. and it's 
it, it's not great. It's not the way I play. But is it wrong? No, it's not wrong. It's not my version of right, though. And I think a lot of it boils down to that. I, mean, I think a lot of what I said boils down to it's not wrong, but it's not my particular flavor of right. Right. Yeah. Which I think is the same as, as AOS. You know, I think it's, you know, it's picking up hits versus picking up misses. You know, if you don't, if you don't know how they play, you might do something wrong and they might get all, you know, bent out of shape about it. Counting down on your, uh, uh, counting oh, the wrong yeah. direction on your charting. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah. You fucking weirdos who count backwards. What are you doing? I don't get you. <laughs> Right. Shots fired from Mephisto. Look at that that gear change from like stakes there. Of, like you could have had a concussion to me like being snarky about people's dice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know there's people who'd rather have a concussion than argue about a d6 roll. So <laughs> there's something honest to fighting. Honestly, like I think there's a, a. Oh my god, I'm gonna boomer out of here. <laughs> there are some people who have never been in a fight in their life, and it shows. It shows. Just I'm just gonna put it that way. Like it, there's just like sometimes you just need to catch hands to humble up some (laughs) there's a lot of that like you know we talked about percussive maintenance that's a thing it's it's just like the people like people get so afraid of there's this this part in firefly which i absolutely love which i think illustrates uh, the tv show firefly that absolutely illustrates the difference between like violence and just and just a fight right and there's there's that like scene where they're like they're in the bar like on unification day and like he, he basically shit talks to getting into a fight and Simon Tam is like he's like wait were the feds involved he's like no feds just a good honest fight between folk right yeah it's it's the old west kind of philosophy you just like just throw hands and you know whatever and then you get to like sort of separate and and go and and, and I think that's kind of what's cool about the SCA from my like weird messed up perspective is that there's sort of like an honest just a good honest fight between folk and then you get to like you know you know you know slap high fives fist bumps and go your separate ways at the end yeah with 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 people who who approach it the way you do yeah absolutely and i do too that's great yeah yeah cool yeah i agree i i 100 i'm sorry i didn't mean to shut you down but like i just you said it (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) um yeah all right um yeah, so I, I mean, I don't want to do a hard pivot here, but is, is anything else you want to talk about SCA before I pick your brain about riffs a little bit? Oh, no, I'm good, man. Uh, I encourage everyone to try SCA. Melee fighting is the most fun you can have with pants on. I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's fantastic. Uh, there's easy ways on the SCA website to like find your local. Um, if anyone wants help or resources, uh, I am on the 36 Chambers Discord here for Rantcast. Uh, dope name, by the way, Wu-Tang. And, uh, <laughs> like all middle-aged white guys who, who grew up in the in the 80s, I love Wu-Tang. Uh, oh, so, uh, Incantabot's not on right now. What's that? I said Incantabot's not on right now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so so if you're on the Discord, um, definitely feel free to find me, and like I can help anyone out who wants to get started, or I can point them in the right direction, or I'll answer questions, whatever. I'm all about community and growing it, so. That's the last thing I want to say. Yeah. If you're if you're uh, if you're watching on uh, here we go, we'll get a Incantabot turned on here. Um, if you're if you're watching back on the VOD, links links to the Discord will be in the down there part. Um, right next to that like and subscribe button that you should totally smash with your face into your keyboard. Um, but for those of you here live in chat, if if you're not part of, I think everyone I see currently chatting is. But there you go, Incantabot. Um, there's for the 36 chambers. 
Um, yeah, Chat Gang. Uh, <laughs> Wu-Tang. Like, it just, it happened. I don't know how. Um, yeah, so, so, um, we talked about, uh, like, a, a bunch about SEA, and this would be the hard, hard pivot, um, to Riffs. I found out that you're a Riffs, like, fanatic, oh. and I can't not talk Life to hurt. you about Riffs. So. Love it. Unleash the beast. <laughs> um, so... <sighs> Is it your favorite RPG? Is it like I know you were you talking about how like you you run like you've kind of been running like a like a sort of like uh, like a one continuous game with like sort of seasons to it, which yeah. is yeah, like an episodic content game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's actually how I think of my normal campaigns anyway. Is I think of this this is an anime series of like or a or a TV show, and I've got twenty six episodes, quote unquote, or about right. about a year of X number of adventures and I kind of roughly have them planned out. Sometimes there's tangents that take us a little bit off script and I embrace yeah. that a little bit. You know, the, the party really hears about this dungeon that I totally thought, or some manner that I thought was a throwaway thing that suddenly becomes an episode. Now I got a pencil in there. So it's just, it's a rough thing, you know, uh, now suddenly they're over here, but we all end up back here. I, I kind of run stuff like that anyway. One of the things I learned, learned way too late in my, in my GMing career is to like, plan for an end of your games because you always oh, like most important part it's the most important part well, but you you get in that moment when you're especially when you're younger and you're just like you just want to play the game forever and yeah. and you don't think about like well yeah but if i plan this to end here i can always like renew it for a second season quote unquote and i started thinking about my games that way probably about eight eight years ago so it's recent in terms of like the t- i've gm like yeah almost 30 years like the the majority percentage of my life so for only eight years ago to like have started thinking about it this way is like very you know new um yeah and you do it that way like that's your 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 shtick you want to just kind of touch on what that means to you like what what is go ahead you'd ask me if rifts was my favorite rpg yes i did um so it's not Ooh. okay but i i like two other rpgs better um, I actually have an answer for this. I'm not like, they're all my children. I love them all equally. I don't. No, so no, fucking, no. Some no. RPGs are trash. Uh, Shots fired. Well, listen, whatever. <laughs> go, go read the RPG.net fatal review. It's, it's the best writing ever. Um, so, okay. So there are RPGs I like better. However, Rifts is my favorite RPG that I can get people to commit to and actually play. I see. Um, I'm a huge believer in curating your RPG group to fit the system you want to play fitting the system to the players you have like if you're dogmatic about it and you're just like no we play 3.5 D D in this household and that's it because i love i love splash books and bloat yeah you know like okay but if you have players who don't like that are they gonna have fun like i don't think so yeah so for me it's all about putting the two together in a way that makes sense for me because really i'm the one putting in the work so fuck them like <laughs> players will play what i offer <laughs> like the <this> same <ain't, laughs> this ain't qdoba or you know chipotle where you can walk down a menu and like a line of stuff and be like i want this i want that i want this and just point to things and have me serve you up a delicious bowl or something like it ain't that this is like a, a chef's tasting menu you'll eat what i put in front of you because why because i'm the one cooking it like you want to play something <laughs> different you you goddamn sit behind the screen chief and i've become very very unsympathetic to my players whining about it so curmudgeonly i love it it's just the, but, this is the the peak get off my lawn energy right now that i yeah but it works I, i've never had a complaint since i started running it that way mm. because yeah. i found a lot of times when people are picking at things like that like they want this they want that they want this it's because they're expecting to be disappointed well there's there's a little i th- there's a i uh 
I, I get in trouble for this sometimes, saying, having this perspective. Uh, don't listen to your fans. Um, yeah, no. Like, like if you're like you're writing a book, you're making a movie, like making a game. Yeah. Don't listen to your fans. Like, like it's you can listen to your fans' feedback, and there's a way in which that fan telling you about the stuff is relevant. The actual construction of, and this is from the, my writer perspective, as a writer, as a creative, as an artist, don't listen to your fucking fans for that stuff. Like they, they don't, they don't know what they want in the aggregate. If you listen to the fans on like a sequel for a Star Wars, you just get the most milk toast, watered down. Just have an identity, make the thing. Now that being said, I do think RPGs are like a collective experience more so than like other art forms. But once they're in progress, once they're in progress, they become. But yeah, but 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 the GM has to have some reason for running the thing, and yeah. they have to have some skin in the game in what they want to run, right? Yeah, like, I, I always use a food metaphor. You know, I don't care how you eat what I cooked. Like, <laughs> eat it with a straw, eat it with a spoon, like eat it with your hands. I don't give a shit. Whatever makes you happy. But I'm the one cooking it, so when it hits the table, it's going to be my creation. Then after that, like, we'll all have a meal together, and that meal may go this way, may go that way. You may want seconds, you may not. You may want hot sauce on it, you may not. You may want more salt. Like, that's up to you. Yeah. But the, the core of what's being presented, like, don't come into my kitchen and be like, you know, I want, I want like, asparagus in that. And I'll be like, it's a fucking hamburger. <laughs> asparagus on that. Like, I'm cooking hamburgers today. Get out of here. Hot's you, cook asparagus on, you cook asparagus on your own time, you know? <laughs> Hot's been dropping a thousand. <laughs> I repeat, remind everyone, Jack Gang ain't nothing to fuck with. Um, Matt, so what, I got to ask, what are the other two RPGs that are that are before Rifts? <laughs> okay. Uh, second edition, Changeling the Dreaming. Ooh. Uh, which is... That would have been... That would have been the late, late 90s. Early, uh, yes, oh, late the 90s. Late, yeah, yeah. That's, the 1996 issue of it. Yeah. Changeling, Changeling the Dreaming, second edition. Um. Because my favorite uh, written work of all time is Stephen King's It, and themes of innocence lost and the transition uh, in our lives when we lose access to magic because we stop understanding that magic can can be and doesn't have to be literal magic, but can be uh, positive, like the white, in, to use Stephen King's parlance, um, where we stop, where we start losing access to that because we start banality starts creeping in and like destroying that part of us mm -hmm. um, is a theme that resonates really deeply with me for personal reasons that I like, you know, choose not to share. But uh, that, that whole thing uh, just speaks to me on a creative level that like I can read a changeling book and get sad play like reading it and then get happy reading it. Mm -hmm. um, so I love changeling and uh, anyone who hates on original world of darkness can, you know, bite me. Yeah. They're, uh, they're wrong. It's not a great system, but I don't care about system. System is just the, the tool you're using. It's like arguing whether like a Black and Decker hammer or a Makita hammer is better. Like I don't give a shit. I just got to pound nails. Yeah. You know. So so changing the dreaming second edition. Top of the pile. Okay. Uh, and then the Whispering Vault. Never played it. Oh my god. Changing I've so, played the Whispering Vault. I'm not. Yeah. The Whispering Vault was a little indie game. Um. I forget who even put it out. Ronin Press. I don't even know. Green Some, Ronin. Green Ronin, right? Would have been. Uh... No, I'm no, not Green Ronin, because they're the ones who do all those D and D supplements, right? Yeah, but then they transitioned to making the uh, unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not. It's something similar to that. I, Pariah Press, maybe. I don't know. Something like that. Some. some Pariah Press. Of... We like to. We like to be. Uh, we like to be. You know, accurate here. Nineteen ninety. Originally published okay. nineteen ninety three. Pariah Press. Yes, Pariah Press. Yeah, I remember it was Edge Lord Word Press. Um, so 
Whispering Vault is it's like Pacific Rim, okay? Not in content. Pacific Rim is either the coolest dumb movie you've ever seen or the dumbest cool movie you've ever seen. Because uh, accurate. It can't be both. Jaeger bomb. It is. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just a Jaeger bomb. Get it? And, yeah. and <laughs> it's so dumb. Uh, Whispering Vault is that for RPGs. Okay. Whispering Vault is either the dopest RPG on the planet or like the biggest pile of shit. Mm. Um, it's a fantastic game that uh, puts you in the shoes of essentially a Cenobite. Ooh. So, from Hellraiser. Yeah, so you, like, uh, I have such sights to show you, like. But, but not, like, not that. That's not the agenda. So the, it's a game about people who saw too much during life, who became, like, sort of Lovecraftian heroes where they're doomed by knowledge, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then after they die, they're offered a job defending reality. <laughs> because their their tiny human brains can handle the things that they've seen. So the, the conceit is you, you lived a full life. You saw beyond what reality has to offer very much like changeling again. Like this theme is like my favorite. And when you die, you become this thing called a stalker. And then the idea is you make like a little circle of Cenobites with you and you're all like weirdos and horror movie villains. And you defend reality from things that would attack it. Just like the Cenobites do. Because the Cenobites only came when the box was open, and when the box opened, reality's walls broke, and they were like, "Nah, dude, not okay." Yeah, Cenobites are like in the, you know, what is it, the the Hellbound Heart? Hellbound like they're, heart, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they're they're angels to some, demons to others. Like their right. whole the the film conceit, because just how film construction, yeah, it, of course, you can't leave things nebulous that nebulous right. and haven't, yeah, a thirty uh, a hour and a half runtime with, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, the, yeah, the 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 whole they get very firmly locked as like more horror in in the films than in the Hellbound Heart, where they're 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 not good guys by any no. stretch, but they're just but they're not, not operating also, on the same. They're just not yeah, operating they're not out to do evil. They're yeah. not out to do evil. They yeah. do things that are considered evil because they're extreme, but they're neutral. They're like the guardians of reality's little box. Yeah, you know, and I love that. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. So, so those are my two favorite games, but like you need the right group to play it. Cause mm. if you play whispering vault with people who are just horror fans, it just becomes like slash porn and it's dumb. Yeah. Then they're not really like, I mean, vampire uh, vampire has yeah. that, that problem. You've got what I call cane bros. Yep. And, absolutely. I and, know exactly. What you're talking about. And like, if you're playing with a bunch of cane bros, like you're just, I mean, you're not tapping into this, like, yeah, You're you can miss the point. Yeah, the, the, I like the personal horror aspect of VTM. Like, I love that. Like, yeah, you know, I struggle with my inner demons. I I know, like, you know, boring, you know, you know, you know, you know, boring white boy on on the internet as much as one can have demons, but I, you know, I do. And I the the story of like, am I the villain in in this in my personal life? You know, am I? the thing I try to project into the world of, you know, am I, you know, how much good do I have to do to make up for a lot of the bad I, I, I've done. And, you know, this, this idea of like, am I struggling with this, this monster inside, like, and making that sort of a literal aspect of your game and playing out that, like the aspect of the hunger and the darker half. And I really enjoy that. 
And then you have these like fucking cane bros who's like, yeah, I can get this much celerity and like good yeah. Potence three. Yeah. And like yeah. and like and they're just they're they're not vested in the in the horror remotely. This is a it's a superhero it's a yep. fucking superhero game with everyone gets to play Blade. Yeah, it's underworld. Yeah, it's underworld. underworld. Yeah, and I, I don't when that happens and don't get me wrong, that there's a joy to that, but I'd rather do that in like riffs. Like, you know, I'd rather right. play Or Dead Dead Rain. Yeah, like I'm in this game with a humanity mechanic and yep. a and a beast that I'm fighting against and a hunger system, um, not to like rev, rev, like to to revile and celebrate the like fucking oh blood drinking blood's like the most metal thing ever. This is fucking cool. Like no, your character's like yeah. an addict. Yeah, like I mean, you know, we we the the, the vernacular we use for it is they're rubbing themselves in peanut butter. <laughs> Because someone's just like so in love with it, they're just like, oh, I'm so like, oh, just like rubbing myself with the peanut butter. I'm just wallowing in this, oh, like yeah. licking my fingers. Yeah, it, it just, doesn't like, mean you can't do that a little bit. There's like, I think that like the best no. games are like they they swing. You get to have the like deep moments of personal horror and reflection yeah. and stuff because you kind of had that silly like right. kind of out there. You have like a little cathartic nonsense moment. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like the lightness of it. Yeah. And, and so, like, like Whispering Vault is that for me. Like, I can't – like, one day, one day I'll find the magical party where I can play Whispering Vault. And then I can retire from DMing <laughs> and go live on a farm like fucking Thanos. Like, my mission has been accomplished. I made <laughs> half my party unhappy and uh, ran my game. Uh, yeah. And, like, those two games are awesome. But, like, Rifts is – a completely different animal from that. It's it's like the it's one eighty from all that. It and, is, uh, yeah. Rifts. My 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 description of rifts is always to my players is: Don't you want your inner twelve year old to be happy? Like, don't you want the kid that thought Ninja Turtles were cool and that yes. thought the A team was cool? Yeah. And that thought like the first kid that ever watched Robotech cool. or Macross, like the yeah. That first, don't you yeah. want? Don't you want to get in touch with that kid? Isn't that kid still inside of you? Doesn't that kid want to? grab a rail gun and roll a bucket of dice and like high five people over how awesome you just were. Like, mm -hmm. what's wrong with that? Like, why can't we, why can't we put down the, the, the numbers crunching D and D nonsense and just like, you know, well, like, just play this game. That's like joyful in a really weird way. I don't, I don't want to pile on D and D too hard because it, it seems like it's become trendy and like, I don't, yeah. I don't like to, I don't know. I don't oh, like addition the, wars. Are, addition wars are lame. Yeah. I, I don't, but like one of the problems I personally have with running Dungeons and Dragons is it is too numbersy. Yeah, me too. And if it's it it takes you out of like Rifts is a bad system mechanically speaking. It's like I like it. Don't get me wrong, but it's it doesn't know. It's so it it hasn't had a a, a proper like revised or second edition like anything to streamline the bring the bloat <laughs> back in. You know, we still have like we still have like the CJ Corella out like Fallout. Well, you know, but I mean, and, there's there's Savage Rifts, so I don't know that I agree with you 100. I don't I don't like Savage Rifts. So it just it's well, it, I don't like it either. But it is it is a revamp. It is an overall. It's a different I, company I bought the IP and and applied their uh, little generic. Right. Uh, I mean, sure, I agree with you. But uh, listen, Rifts Rifts Ultimate Edition for life. Like sure, yeah, yeah, it, it did enough. <laughs> um. But it, it no, but like the the thing is is like the what Rifts does is it's almost like the the there's parts of the the stuff that's bad of the system that enhance it for me, like D percentile at, for your skill rolls. It's one I think they're a little bit too low. Like the success rate is a little bit too low. 
uh, which yeah. is why as a GM, I usually you usually don't roll the D percentile unless it's something right. that matters. You, right, I do the same thing. You get it, to it, drive it, a car or your hovercraft or anything like that. If you're gonna like try to like do some like evasive no. driving, yeah. then you're rolling there. the D percentile. Right, That's... or if you're under fire or you're doing something heroic. Like... Right. Yeah, yeah, because if you're if you're making your players roll like to 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 drive a car every time they want to drive a car, like are you also making them roll to like take a piss? Like, what are you doing as a DM? You're just yeah. doing yeah. a you're doing this like pedantic disservice to but, your players, where you're systematizing everything. Right, right, and that's the thing is like, where, where as soon as you like realize that like one extra step as a GM with rifts, rifts becomes, it's it's just this like, it, I mean, it's the centibytes. The box is kind of open, man. Like it's just yeah, it's, it love it. Like you you just. <laughs> possibilities are endless and and you the 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 rules never get in your way and as soon as you learn how to like just at, like use them to your will a little bit yeah. the rules never get in your way it doesn't have the problem that D has where like combat is is so mechanical and so gamey yeah yeah it's almost a board game yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's I mean, just I... go ahead I think Rifts needs a, uh, a game master with a firm hand on the wheel and an ability to say no or say yes and or yes but. Yeah. And and if you have that and you can curate your experience, which I'm a huge fan of in all aspects of life, um, the game is sublime. Like, truly. it. Yeah. The thing is, if you if you ask people in a vacuum, divorced from system and divorced from crunch and all that nonsense, you go, what do you think is a dope sci-fi movie? Right. No one's saying AI. Like no one's no one's no one's mentioning like like low key nonsense like sci fi. Not that AI was necessarily that, but no one's mentioning, you know, uh, some cerebral thing. Yeah. And you're like, what is your favorite sci fi movie to watch? You know, like I loved Ex Machina. I thought Ex Machina was a brilliant film. But no one's no one's putting that on the top of their list. They're like Fury Road, Pacific Rim, Star Wars. Yeah. You know. Those aliens, are the alien, and, yeah. Terminator, yeah. like those are the movies that are people's favorites. Are they the best? No. Are they your favorite? Fuck yeah. And Rifts is that. Like as soon as you put it in those terms, people like come around. You know, well, where you're like, yeah, good. Go ahead. No, I just just the um. This is my sharp edges theory, where I think that something like imperfection at some point enhances the experience. Like sharp edges are memorable. If yeah. it's smooth and perfect and it's you know, like, I have a nice, perfect, smooth orb here in my hand, like cool, but I'm not going to remember it from any of the other perfect, smooth orbs, but you put a little sharp edge on that. Or I'm going to remember that, that fucking, you know, I'm going to remember that one. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, it's like texture. You know, you can, you can get all your nutrition out of a pill yeah. <laughs> and then just eat a handful of sugar for calories. You can be like that dude in the Martian, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have all my nutrients in this pill and all I need is calories from these potatoes and I'll be good forever. Like, sure, that's technically true, but that's, a, that's no way to live. Yeah. You know, I want, I want rail guns and I want juicers. God damn it. And I want yeah. nonsense. I want a cyber samurai. Like why? Cause it's badass. And my inner 12 year old is like doing like <laughs> mental kickflips, like excitedly at the skate park about, <laughs> about this bullshit oh, yeah. in this game. Oh, there's, there's fucking nothing wrong with that. Like yeah. embrace it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cool. So, so one of my uh, this is kind of uh, my main uh, sort of last, I guess, question. We, we've got. I just wanted to gush about riffs just a minute. Um, oh my god, me too. The um, one of the challenges I have with running riffs is like selling people on it. Me too. Yep. And you seem to have kind of figured that out a little bit better than me, anyway. 
you want to touch on that? Like, I, you've got some proprietary tech. We don't need to give away the secrets here, but like, oh, just whatever. Kind of... It's open source. <laughs> um, <laughs> if um, anyone, if anyone is on the is on the Discord, like in the RPG thing, I put like a wall of text up for how I do it, and your mileage may vary, but this works for me. And feel free to steal it. Like, knock yourselves out. Oh, well, um, running rifts. Like, how how have you sold? Like, because you you couldn't quite sell your players on the other stuff, and but like you got them all to come to the table for rifts. Was it like yeah. Yeah. So, so rifts is I, I asked everyone to trust me. Basically, I was like, "Look, we play D and D. You like that game, right?" And they're like, "Yep." I was like, "Was it was it a good D and D game?" They're like, "Yes." I was like, "Great." Do you trust me not to like lead you down a terrible path and like mug you for like your your D twenties in a dark alley? Like, I'm not going to do that to you. I want us all to have fun. And they were like, "Sure." And I was like, "Here's this Gonzo system." Don't don't look at it. Don't read it. Like just be cool. Like come with me on this journey, please. And uh, I just sort of pied pipered it, like <laughs> to be perfectly frank. And then I realized that I had done myself a huge disservice because now I had seven people who were looking at Kevin Zimbita's monument to himself on the internet, and were like, "How many classes are there?" And I was like, "They're like eighty. And I was like, "In those two books, there's eighty. <laughs> in these other 29 books there's like 400 more you don't you don't you don't need to play a vagabond or like any of no. these like these other superfluous like classes yeah. they're play the hits like play the there's, hits. there's there's nine types of coalition pilot not even robot pilot just airplane pilot <laughs> like in this coalition war campaign book if you think that's relevant you're you're wrong <laughs> so what what I did, and I, I think where you're, where you're leading me is, I did a character draft, um, which is something I love because uh, I've had a lot of I've been DMing for for an embarrassingly long time, mm-hmm. uh, longer than a lot of your longer than most of your listeners like or you know, some, at least some of them have been alive, I'm sure. Right. Um, so I found that I run into two problems with with rifts specifically. Uh, analysis paralysis number one because it's There's unapproachably dense. Yeah. It's nonsense. It's hot gibberish. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just being thrown at you. You can't wade through it. You can't expect someone to wade through it. It's 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 cruel to your players. Yeah. I think. Um, and the other thing being people who are jaded and just fall into into their own rut. I always play like the horny bard. Like I can't play anything other than horny bard because that's worked for me in the past. So that's just what I do. And you're like, all right, man, but rifts doesn't have game balance. So if you're going to play a horny bard, like (laughs) just not going to be able to hang. I'm sorry. Like (laughs) horny bard doesn't do the same damage as berserker with a broadsword in the system. Cause it's not squashed down like that. Like D and D is very squashed. Uh You know, nothing, nothing towers above anything else. Um, and Rifts is not that. Rifts is... I don't even, I don't even know how you, to describe the, it. The Cosmonites who take one one-thousandth the damage from yeah. from laser weapons because they're right. designed to fight spaceships. Right. And you can... And, um, yeah, Mystic Knights. You know? I'm immune to lasers. Yeah. Why? Because Kevin Zabita went all over it. Ma- magic. Because <laughs> magic. Yeah, that's it. Because hand waving happened at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, and like, but the throttling mechanism is they're evil, so you need to get your GM discretion to play them. Right. Yeah. Immediately, one of the first games we ever ran like yeah. had a fucking Mystic Knight in it. Like, of course it did. 
and we broke them by making them demigods because uh, it doesn't say you can't. So demigod <laughs> Mystic Knight. So immune to MD, uh, immune to lasers, but also MD. Yeah. So immune to all the SDC crap too. Like yeah. So so you can't you can't. I I don't think. Well, I can't. I shouldn't say you because I don't want to speak for people. But I couldn't um, approach it the way I would approach another game. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, all right, here's the deal. We're gonna do a character draft. Uh, and the character draft was, I, I saw that, yeah, the broads. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just, it's just a sword for women, man. It's just a, yeah. it's just a misogynistic sword. It's just a sword for broads. Like your, your bard's kind of a, <laughs> kind of a me too problem. <laughs> why, are you, why are you making gender assignments for your sword, bro? I just, That's I, cool. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I love that the I, the <laughs> way I heard it. I don't know if this is the way you said it, but your bard kind of a me is a me too problem, which yeah. I like that wording. Like that, <laughs> like they are. A, oh, it's so true. It's so good. Though. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so uh, yeah. So the the well, okay. Well, that comment's gonna stand. Gonna yeah. Leave that one. Yeah. I'll just leave that uh, there. Uh, just, <laughs> let your space there. You're gonna have to hold that. uh character draft character draft yeah Yeah, character draft sure sure i'm sorry i'm just like it's it's the two life crew of it all that's got me uh yeah chat gang is the show within the show it's not a bit it's not a line i know that you've you've been a a watcher for a while and it's it's now you've experienced the show within the show now like yeah yeah Bring, bring it on um so yeah, so character drafts. So what I do is I have this system that you can read up on on the Discord if you're so inclined, or message me about whatever. Um, and basically, I write a, a little primer that's like very tongue in cheek for rifts. That's like buckle up, kid, because this is not the RPG you're used to. And I just tell people straight, like just like this is this is this game is seventy five percent awesome and twenty five percent megalomaniacal nonsense. Yeah, and just like accept that. You're in like a Zack Snyder movie. Mm-hmm. You're in. Yeah, yeah. This is John Wick. Like this is uh, yeah. what was that? What was that? Um, the the shoot 'em up. Like where they're just like the, the every scene is solved with the, you're just you're sliding around yeah. like every every scene is a gunfight. Like I mean that being said, like I've had the deepest RP running running riffs as I've, I've had sure. deeper RP in riffs than any other because all the like the sort of like um peripheral stuff that's going on. like one of the beauty of riffs is one of the great beauties of riffs is like when you make a character you're the character like yeah and there's there's room to play oh and i see i see my boy haas is in the in the chat what up haas uh uh that's the hydra yeah four and he's four. in our he's in our fight unit so that's our that's yeah. our sign four then a zero then a four i like it yeah, i like uh, you throwing uh, the gang signs up here on, on yeah haas is uh haas is team hydra with me nice um, so so yeah we uh Haas is also playing in my rifts game uh so that's my guy um so yeah you can you can play uh you can play whatever you want Haas. Uh, <laughs> uh to you too my friend um so yeah we uh character draft so um and he, he can weigh in this because he was actually just in the character draft so this is perfect timing um so i write a primer i tell everyone look just accept the fact that it's over the top it's gonzo like there's mm-hmm. things that aren't gonna make sense just Accept it and move on. You're in an action movie because everyone understands that. Everyone's like, "This is this is not uh, a police procedural. It's The Expendables. You know, this is not <laughs> this is not Blade Runner 2049. It's you know Equilibrium. 
I mean, it, it's, it can it's, it can be. I, I sure, yeah. sure. But but it's it's on the Gonzo end of the scale by yeah. default. Like stuff is going crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, and so then what I do is I write I write these character descriptions that are very very small. They give a little blurb, and they're tied to concepts that I've already established. So for example, a dog boy, a juicer, you know, a, a cyber knight, uh, whatever, you know, an operator these classic things. And then they'll have numbers like the, the juicer's number one, the dog boy's number two, the cyber knight's number three. And then what I'll do is I'll, we'll take it like round robin style to like draft concepts. So you're not drafting a fully made up character. The character is still yours to build and develop, mm-hmm. but you're drafting like a thing that might say like, oh, like as an example, um, one of them might say, this character had a tragic life in the military. They mustered out when, they saw too many of their men's lives being thrown away by a command structure that didn't care about them. And that might be like a dog boy who or used to be. I could do a bounty, I could see a, a BK brutal uh, bounty hunter. Uh, sure. Uh, there, uh, XCS special forces, like who are right. actually yeah, a pretty uh, badass class. Like, yeah. A headhunter merc, or it could be a, a Psy Stalker. It could be anybody. Yeah, Psy Stalker. But, yeah. But, but what we're drafting is the concept, not the rules. And that's the important part. We're drafting that person's place in the world you know and then the next that would be great for someone who wants to play a brooding serious character you know someone who wants to be like a john wick or a you know one of these one of these guys um but then you can the next thing might be one of the draft characters i had which was talking about like i'm going to change the world as long as you give me like a pulse rifle a banana and a pair of roller skates crazy college (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, a monkey boy geneticist. <laughs> oh. um, so, like, uh, a genetically engineered orangutan who gets around on roller skates. Why? Because it's it's rifts. Shut up. He's in I, a lab going to roller skates. Uh, my uh, my crazy has a PhD in <laughs> sure. awesome. Sure, why not? <laughs> He's got pretty high damage. He's got his crazy PhD. <laughs> um. But yeah, so uh, oh no, we, he we, he put on the lab coat and the and the spectacles. There. I can see him now with the MOM implants. <laughs> oh man, crazies are great. I I got a reputation for being a guy who played great crazies. Um, nice. as, as 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 a GM and like so like they would always want me to have crazies in the in the game because I usually I I do them from a play. I, I've talked about during my horror movie marathon all last month. The difference between like sort of the cynical horror and the yeah the compassionate sympathetic horror and my crazies always come from a place of like empathy and sympathy. Like I've mental health yeah. issues struggle with it. And so like people, I think they don't even realize like that's the component, why they love them because it's yeah. coming from a place of like celebration, not just mockery of, or like, yeah, I had, um, uh, was this is Mr. Oh my God. I forgot his name. Mr. Tibbers is what popped in my head where, where his name was supposed to be. <laughs> It was, it was like Mr. Fluffers or something like that. Uh, I had this crazy who had a, a, a catatonic fear of the dark. Okay. And so he like had night vision goggles and like he just kind of like would always like wear the night vision goggles. And then he had this like this this bear. And it ended up being like the bear really did have a demonic presence in it that <laughs> was like a like a shadow like a, a, a shadow demon or something like that. And like and so this this thing that he was like clutching and that was like his safety thing actually ended up being this this is this whole sub arc with with the with the with the party and they ended up exposing the demon and kind of helping him like not you know he didn't like cure the condition but helping him confront it and it was like this whole like 
three three sort of three adventure sort of B plot of like, well, why the fuck is he afraid of the dark and like you know, Mister Fluff, awesome, you know, and and the party like loved it. It was just like total B plot that just like was kind of just something I put in there because it was funny and cool and you know, I thought it was like it, very riffs, you know, and but it it also it also is um. It's it's permissible in rifts to put in stuff that's moderately gonzo, because against the backdrop of the setting itself, like it seems perfectly reasonable and like something to explore in a serious way. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're playing like heroic high fantasy, like like Soulbound or something like that, you're playing like um you know Warhammer Fantasy role player Soulbound or high level D anD D, and someone's like, I have a teddy bear that makes me afraid of the dark, and everyone's like, All right, Jabroni, how did you get in this party? Like, yeah, what are, what are you what are you doing? Well, like. If we're about to fight Ossiarch Bone Reapers, like get your shit together. You yeah. know, it becomes it becomes comedy or like uh, something to downplay. But in Rifts, it can be something that's like legit, and I yeah. think it legitimizes choices that would 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 not fit in other games. Yeah, yeah. Well, you talk about like the the uh, baby with handgun versus demon and converse, <laughs> right? Like it's just it's the worst art. What is that? What is that art for? Like I appreciate that your 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 splat books have been nineteen dollars and sixty five cents since nineteen ninety six and you haven't raised your prices, but at what cost, man? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like I'll pay two dollars more to to buy like to rebuy like the Madhaven source book if you'll put an index in that some bitch. <laughs> like, like for real. <laughs> like baby with a handgun. I don't know. Is it even a baby? Like who's making baby sized guns? It keeps me up at night. Wilkes, is Wilkes that just Remy. A fat, yeah. yeah, is that just a fat guy with a giant oversized head and it's a normal-sized gun? And if so, why why, why is he sitting there naked in front of the Converse sporting demon monster with a carnival mask? Like, I don't... Uh, what the fuck is happening in Detroit? That this is, what, this is what's going on. Like, how did it produce both Eminem and this idiot? Uh, like, I don't understand. But, uh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm sorry, we're... I derailed it with the uh, the monkey lab coat roller skates uh, concept. Ah, uh, so good. That character's name is Doctor Buttons, because of course it is. So, so you draft uh, like concepts and not even the yeah. rules yet. Okay, you draft concepts and then you you draft like basically I write five per player. So I write five players, I write twenty five blurbs. And they sort of just give an insight into the player. So like one, into the character rather. So one might be like something goofy. And one might be something innocent. And so one might be something like heroic. And one might be like a description. And one might be some dialogue. You know, and it, it just gives a, a taste of like what it's meant to be. And it's kind of, um, you know, like like if you were reading like comic book dialogue of like comic book characters. Like by reading the dialogue of like Deadpool you would definitely know what kind of character you're in for because he's fourth wall breaking and yelling about chimichangas and, you know, whatever. For, um, I, versus... use, I use this as a technique for NPCs. I'll write a blurb of, of dialogue yeah. and not even necessarily like a whole bio or yeah. anything. Thing. It depends on the role in the game. But like, if I'm like, I need this, like, you know, I need this character for this adventure and they, they're probably going to stick around a little bit, but I'm not going to flesh them out. Like I would a big, right. bad evil guy or a main, but you, like but you need to set their voice. Yeah. And so I'll set, I'll just write a little blurb of like the dialogue and like, I'll read that and I'll be like, okay, I know who this character is. And, and from that dialogue, I can extrapolate out any conversation yep. with, and that's, with... that's exactly what I do for the draft is I, I give a, a, a little snippet of how this character is in their world. 
at the moment. And then players draft off that. They'll, they'll pick one that they like. And it goes around. Everyone gets to pick once in the, the first go, then the second go, then the third go, and then everyone gets stuck with one at some point until everyone has five concepts. At that point, I hand out the, the summary sheets for those characters. So like if you drafted the one about pulse rifle and banana and roller skates, you'd be like, I don't know what this is. Is this a crazy? Is this like a child? Like what, what is this? Is this like a, a DB trying to pass themselves off as human? They don't know what's going on. And then you get it and you see that it's a, it's a monkey boy uh, who's, a, who's a geneticist who escaped from Lone Star. So then you're like, oh, okay, well, that's something I wouldn't have expected. Like, I would never have thought in a million years to play uh, a mutant monkey who's been, like, Planet of the Apes-sized into, like, human intelligence who now has, like, a PhD and runs around on roller skates, which is, like, a little, you know, it's the, the whole tank. Yeah, a little, little innocence to it. Yeah, like, just... And, and the, the idea of that is then, like, oh, well, like, maybe that will spark something in the player to be like, oh, you know, that's something I would never have considered, but that could be kind of dope. That could be kind of cool. Yeah. Or they might discard it and be like, that's that's trash. But at least I got four more. <laughs> so like, you know, we had one that was like a guy yelling in French about defending a position against coalition soldiers. And that was his dialogue. Is this like a Quebec uh, uh, yeah. Samus pilot or something? Yep, exactly. It was, right a, it was a Quebec uh, robot combat pilot. Oh, V-SAMs are so sweet. Like, I'm sorry, they're just fucking... Uh, that's that's literally what he was. He was a, a, a squadron leader of like a, a, a freedom fighting force from, from Quebec. You know, so so his his uh, his little blurb just ended with like some quote, like "Let's show these coalition swine what we're made of," and then it just said all caps said "Donnez-moi plus de missiles, Capitaine." You know, yeah, that fucking <laughs> and, that V-Sam art. Uh, Raymond Perez is like by far my favorite. oh yeah, Ramon Perez is great. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. fucking V-Sam art for for chat gang. D- don't you want to play that? Of course yeah, you do. <laughs> it's edgelord macross <laughs> like, uh, like edgelord macross it's oh it's so good it oh. oh, like you it's his gun is so huge that it, it slows down when you shoot it uh, it's so absurd <laughs> yeah it uses a team physics like we'll shoot the gun in free fall and that'll drive the tank around because that's how mass works uh, anyway <laughs> so just lead into it lead it don't yeah so so yeah so so they'll they'll pick they'll get they'll get their five concepts and then they'll get the the rules pack for it and that'll say like this character and i'll use the monkey boy as an example because that's what i'm going to like this character is a genetically engineered monkey who uh escaped lone star and is now on the run and wants to like help people um get their freedom from the coalition's evil clutches and then it'll give you like it'll say like on oh, the rules are on this page and this and that so people can look at it and then they can make a decision um, and then they build their party from that. So they all talk to each other and they, you know, they work out like what they want to play out of what they drafted. And then they build a party as a, as a team. And then the cool thing is that, um, rifts is so deadly that now their other characters they drafted become their bench. Yeah. You mean, you mean this comic oh, strip yes. for, for rifts? Um, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. It's, it's dope. It's actually like, like I just hand people this. When I'm like, like if they don't know what Rifts is, like here you go, read Machinations of Doom. And the thing is, like this is a very like hard boiled, straight up plot, you know. And it it just, 
I, I feel like it's just like this is what riffs can be, you know. Like there's there's so much. Like you have things where you're taking trips to Atlantis and you're, you know. I I usually if I'm running riffs, I, t- I tend not to fuck with Phase World in the same game. But I've had games <laughs> where like where some Daruni uh, repo bots yeah. have like shown up and you know like so yeah. Well, the 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 brilliant thing about rifts is also its its downfall is that it's the kitchen sink. It's it's just like. I can make something in a blender and it can be delicious. I can make you a delicious like mixed drink in a blender, or I can make you like a delicious like soup in a blender. But if I throw the ingredients for the mixed drink and the ingredients for the soup in the blender at the same time, and then throw like a cheeseburger in there and like a light bulb and yeah. blend it up, you're not going to want to drink that. Yeah. And that's what Rifts is. Rifts is like the plot blender. It's just like, you can use it to make something awesome if you can edit yourself or you can make something that'll kill your players. Yeah. Curation is key. Like yeah yeah absolutely it's, it's, it's absolutely it, like curation is absolutely key like you got to have a firm hand as a GM I think that's <laughs> what <laughs> sorry uh, he says that I'm gonna get 300 nanites for my soup little uh we're playing No Man's Sky mm, so, I, I haven't uh, played it yeah oh you're missing out it's great um, I I, I heard the launch was disappointing because like I heard about the game and I'm like this is everything I want. And then, like, so the launch didn't live up to it, but a lot of my friends who stuck with it have told me, like, it's getting close to what you wanted, and oh, I'm like... it's fantastic. It's the best video game I've ever played. It's I, amazing. I, I just want that that feeling of the space orb from, from Portal 2, which is like, yay, space, and, like, and just like, hello, son, are you space? Yes, and we're a family again. The, like <laughs> The number one best feature is you can toggle multiplayer on and off, like, during the gameplay. Amazing. You can just be like, oh, these, are, these people are annoying me? done mm. now i'm in space alone again mm. refreshing yeah i just i just want to like the serenity of like space and exploration yeah, and it's, and ignoring yeah it's so good it's procedurally generated nihilism in a spaceship it's fantastic <laughs> the story is so bleak and the universe is so empty and it's like hannibal lecter telling you to just be quiet it's like slipping into a warm bath while he like slides a knife in your ribs well this universe is so close to dying but it's so pretty and peaceful here i'm just gonna relax for a little bit yeah yeah sell soup to some while while i while i while i invent capitalism and ruin planets so good i don't know i I like that's that's a that's a show that's a that's a topic for another show yeah Uh, no man's sky Nine out of ten, fantastic game. I uh, just gotta address Redman here. Oh, sorry, finish your point. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go uh, uh, yeah so the, the admiring my Hellblazer collection, uh, I have up to thirteen. Uh, it felt the like the right amount. I had up until eleven for a little bit, but I did order all of the Sandman again for the second time, and that displaced all my Preacher comics. So now I need to find a place for all these fuckers. Um. I, it's just a it's just a collection of like '90s edge lord comics. Is really like like guy who got way too obsessed with anti heroes for a spell, and then like uh, you know the kind of person who would use a spider Jerusalem as his avatar before he realized that like there's a lot of really cringe fucking people out there doing that. So um, had to distance myself from that one. <laughs> Like, when did fucking Spider Jerusalem become the men's rights activist fucking avatar? Like, oh fucking hell, man! The internet. Oh fucking internet! It's it's <laughs> a, the Bo Burnham. Who knew? Of all of the like things to come out of 2020, the most prescient piece of media would come from Bo fucking Edgelord Burnham himself. Like, what? Hold up, hold up. 
Have you not seen Inside? It's fantastic. No, I have. I have. Okay, okay. But have you not seen Death Stranding? <laughs> I didn't play it. Okay. I, I didn't want the physics balancing a shelf engine in my life. Just more more prescient than Kojima's masterpiece. Like, uh, I don't know. His his or his or Run the Jewels Four was pretty dope too, actually, and came right when I needed it. His a, his game about a pandemic that takes place in 2020 that forces everyone to stay inside, and the most important people on Earth are delivery people because they deliver like tiny shreds of human connection while people are cowering in their homes. He released society. Death Stranding pre 2020, didn't he? Like it came yeah. out. Yeah. So you said most prescient piece of media to come this. out of the year 2020. Like it's it released in 2020. Oh, okay. Fair. Fair. Like, it was about 2020 in 2020. Written by a guy like three years before, who's like, you know what's gonna happen? Fucking bird flu. Get ready. Except yeah. there's, you know, aliens. Yeah, there's um uh out or uh, inside. I think yeah, it's inside ha- or sorry, time, hashtag yeah. alive. Sorry, hashtag alive. Uh, Korean, uh, Korean zombie film. Uh, sort of like about like a streamer. Uh, ends up isolated in his house without food from a zombie plague, and I'm like, oh. it, it, it released. <laughs> it released. It was in pre. It was if it didn't come out in 2020 and was in post-production like you know prior to that i'd have been like these fuckers watched 2020 happen and then made a zombie movie and yeah. it just it hits so <laughs> weird like it, it was weird it was like kind of cathartic is like going back and like watching it like in 2021 for my my, my marathon and like it actually kind of became like a very hopeful piece whereas like when i watched it in 2020 last year it was very, like, it was, it's, you know, my thing is compassionate horror. Like, I like horror yeah. that has compassion. Like, you can murder all the stuff and it, you want, but, like, you have to have a compassionate message or, like, uh, like something in there, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, but, like, it was, like, yeah, I don't know. It, it just hit differently. It's, uh, what was it, Contagion was the other one that came out in, like, 2012 or, or some shit. Yeah. That one... I don't know. We were, you, go ahead. You want to hear something even trippier? We were um, before the pandemic hit in in 2019. Uh, we were playing a, a mage game that my buddy Rob was running, and we put the game on hiatus, right at like a big plot break mm-hmm. for like the holidays, for the 2019 holiday season because we don't play over like you know because it's too hard to schedule. Yeah, yeah, like New Year's. Yeah. So so we put it on hold, thinking like okay we're gonna do the next big plot thing, any minute now, and it was like a sci-fi version of mage and uh easy to do we're gonna go into 2020 and we're gonna like rock this next plot line so of course you know never happened because because the the, because of covid and we're like so rob what was your plot line he's like yeah my plot line was that the villains that you guys didn't kill in the first game develop a bioweapon that causes a bird flu that like kills people with like respiratory issues and you guys have to like convince people to like stay indoors and quarantine and he's like it seems probably not like the best plot line to run anymore you guys like i don't know i feel icky about it we're like we had a we had a vampire game collapse around the same thing like they were doing a thin bloods plague like it was it was a a plague that thin blood so like um like people were catching it but thin bloods could catch it in the fear that it could jump Mm -hmm. to to vampires proper was like kind of becoming (laughs) the thing right and it was just like and it was like and there was like curfews and shit and 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 we're just like, oh no! Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's just like, yep, yeah. It's it's so weird because like, I, like I'm I'm a I actually have like a pretty tough eye. Like, I think I'm a pretty compassionate individual. I've got some some decent capacity for empathy. All learned the hard way, by the way, because I was a huge shitlord growing up. Um, but like, 
the the even with my thick hide, there's just that that moment where you go oof, you know, and it was just like, yeah. and that was one of those. Um, it, I don't know, but yeah, Contagion 2011, where I like I, I remember watching it around the time, and because you know making fun of Matt Damon was just like part of Matt Damon, like it was just part of the, you know the enjoyment of Matt Damon around that time period, right? And uh, I remember watching him like, this is the dumbest fucking movie ever. Everyone's so stupid. <laughs> if you haven't yeah. seen Contagion recently, like, like every good. person who's ever been like, if you get bit by a zombie, just fucking tell people you've been bit by a zombie and thought that that was contrived and that nobody would be like that. Sure. And then you live, fuck, man. Like, I've just, I'm not. I, I I like to quote this line from uh from uh, uh Spanish love songs uh uh band, which is I swear to god I'm an optimist right before I say something super nihilistic, but god damn it. People are just I don't know. Nihil- like, you know, nihilism is welcome here though. I mean, <laughs> me anyway. Like I do believe, generally speaking, the, the the human species is achieving more than not, and that we're heading in the right direction overall. It's, that time is a slow, painful slog, and progress costs a whole lot the whole way. Uh, but when the chips are down, humans tend to, like, do the thing. We've been through catas- catastrophe uh, on untold levels of tragedy throughout the existence of the human species, the what, 60, 65,000 years or so that, or 200,000, I guess, yeah, whatever in is. total. Yeah. But, you know, we've, we've tended to, especially in, in moments of great catastrophe, we tend to like pull together and do stuff. Like, I know that there's a lot of stupid shit like going on in the world, but even, you know, like humanity did pull together kind of across the globe and get this, get a vaccine out in like a year's time. Right, like that was kind of remarkable, and like they stood on the backs of the gi- of giants to do it. Like engineering a brand new vaccine out of nowhere isn't exactly what happens. There's a lot yeah. of you know, it's it's you just shift your production over into into a different gear, and you you change the formula right, and you figure some stuff out. But like we did that, like as a species, like the the people who did keep you know un- unfortunately have to put their lives on the line to keep delivering. I guess babies across the 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 really awkward terrain with a weird balance beam on their back, like that that did happen. People did yeah. pull together and do stuff. So so I I swear to God I'm an optimist. But mm. <laughs> well, listen, the, the the quote I like is I have to laugh because the only other alternative is to never stop crying. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and I'm a big fan of uh, tongue and cheek nihilism. Yeah. Well, I call like, it happy like, nihilism. Like it's. The I mean, sort of, yeah. We we have a whole we have a whole Facebook thread. Me and uh and and John and uh, our friend Amanda, and we just send each other inspirational posters with like Werner Herzog quotes on them, <laughs> uh, which is like the most sublime form of art. And it was what the internet was invented to bring us. Like it's finally achieved peak communication. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Where I can send you a picture of a sunset that says, I know evil exists because of the dead eyes of a chicken. Have you ever considered <laughs> the dead eyes of a chicken? <laughs> and you're just like, there I, it I, is. I love, mis- I, love, I love misappropriated quotes as like its own type of meme, like its own type of like oh, sub humor. So you know, like you just say, so, like, um, you know, I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Gandhi. You know, just like yeah, shit yeah. like that. Like it just fucking cracks me up. And, uh, and I really like the type of humor that just... 
it it takes you one way and it just you and you're like <laughs> like it's just it, the pure like the utter irreverence of unexpected like i'm seeing the sunset and that's that's what's happening in a visual format right like you see the sunset here so I yeah. Respect it. yeah yeah and it's like what's the one i liked i liked one that just it's just it's really juvenile but like whatever we're talking about rift so my inner 12 year old's coming out yeah yeah uh there's one of like a woman you know she's she's standing in the sunlight and like she's like this this uh ephemeral kind of like dress that's like billowing out behind her like all beautifully you know it's all pink and rosy and everything and then it says uh you know just remember as a human being you're mostly just a bag of water and farts and uh <laughs> it's, there's something like so nice about that it's just like there it is oh i've, I've and, been uh, go ahead we're taking that woman down a peg she's just trying to stand in the sunlight yeah 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 i keep getting a, a sailor moon inspirational quotes like uh in my yeah. feed for some reason like, I, I don't in suggested pages and stuff. And, like, honestly, I've, like, I haven't told the algorithm I don't like them yet. And so I still, like, every few days I see, like, a new Sailor Moon inspirational quote. And I'm just like, thank you, Sailor Moon and or <laughs> Mars or Mercury. I don't know which one you are, but thank you. And, like, it's been, like, keeping me, like, kind of together. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't need to... This is the kind of thing you, you don't admit out loud. But, like, yeah, thank you, Sailor Moon inspirational quote page that I... I just like I'm a little too edge lordy to like like officially, but I don't want it to go away. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with Sailor Moon? Nothing. nothing le- legitimately nothing. Yeah. Like, no, I have a weirdly encyclopedic knowledge of that that dumb show. I uh, Magic Girl shows ain't nothing to fuck with, quite frankly. No. Um, I, the good Magic Girl transformation sequence, the thing of beauty. Uh, it, 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 I know I, I don't like to do the the sort of forced dichotomy, but people who are, who can't get behind like magical transformations, like did you ever enjoy fucking Voltron or Transformers? Like if you like Big Rob solving big probs and like transformation sequences with that shit, let me introduce you to magic girl transformations. Like they're pretty dope too. Like so. do you like Marathi? Because. <laughs> Marathi Ultimate Magic Girl. <laughs> oh, it's so I true. Mean, it's so I mean, not, not since the update, but in uh, in AOS 2, all she was doing was whipping out a wand that just had blood on it spinning around a circle real slow while it's like so Luna true. and Artemis meowed at her, and then uh, she was big Marathi. It, yeah, and then and then her t- her personal tuxedo mask chopped her fucking in yeah. half uh, in, yeah. in the soul realm of, of Slanesh's sure. gullet. So... Yeah. Well, that dude, can, that dude can only play second fiddle for so long. He's got to get his. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. It's a weird, um, it's a weird yeah. hole to go down. Uh, char- character draft, any, anything uh, kind of uh, finish it off on that? I know it's, we keep ending up in... It's super complicated. Like, I wrote it all up. Um, I don't yeah. know, man. It's, I'm tired, and honestly, I'm no. going to explain it badly if I explain it anymore. No, but no just... The just... bottom line is... Give, if you want to do rifts and you, you think it's fun and you think it's dope, but it's silly and you're worried about your players getting overly, uh, you know, having analysis paralysis and getting overwhelmed, give them a limited palette to choose from, ask go. them to trust you, and go with that and then walk them through the character-making process. And the, the thing that most people have a problem with with rifts is there's nothing to latch on to early on. There's too much. It's too much nonsense. Yeah. So just limit the nonsense down to a small menu and give it to them, and yeah. Yeah. chances are they'll enjoy themselves. Yeah, and if right they on. don't, Rift is so deadly, just like roll a crit, take them out, let them play something else. There you go. Um, Kicker saying, uh, I need that transformation sequence for Marathi. If Warhammer Plus doesn't give me Magic Girl transformation Marathi, it's a complete waste now. Yep. 
big agree. Big. I big mean, agree. let's get magical girl transformations for more things, man. Like, why? Why just Marathi? AOS would be better with more waifus. I have I have held this position the whole time. Like that. Like AOS. More. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I'm just saying more. I, that, that's it. Like AOS waifus. Waifus. We need more. Yeah. yeah. So give it to us and give it to us in unexpected places, man. Mm -hmm. Like like if if a Lumineth character has it, everyone would be like, all right, well that makes sense. Yeah. You know, but it's a. I don't know, man. Give us, uh, give us an iron jaw. Well, give me, give me an like, <laughs> give me a mommy of Behemoth. Like, I want that. I yeah. want that like large, like a large woman, right? Like, just... people are already buying troll hags, man. Like, give us, give us the uh, the magic girl troll hag transformation. You know why not? Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, man. We're gonna we're gonna switch into uh, in the closeout here. We got the final uh, the final soapbox. Put a uh, you know <laughs> remind everyone of SCA so on and so forth and where they can reach you. Yeah, so uh, sca.org. Um, the the link should be somewhere in the chat, but uh, it's been a, been a minute. Um, so you can check out sca.org if you want to like find your local. Uh, there's a little finder tool on there. Um, as far as me, I don't have a big internet presence. I, I don't. I don't know. It's just not my thing. Uh, but I am on the the excellent Discord that uh, that Mephisto has set up. That is fun and active and full of nice people, uh, posting nonsense a lot of times, but fun nonsense. So I'm I'm about it. Uh, so you can find me on there. I'm Ulf underscore paints. Uh, if you have questions about anything, feel free to hit me up. I love talking to people about stuff I love. So yeah. that's it. Yeah. Everyone be, be good to each other. And if you want to come fight, come fight. Uh, it's awesome and cathartic and good for your mental health. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Fight, fight people for real. Um, yeah. Fight thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on here, man. This has been a, this has been a blast. Thanks for indulging me at the end there. We're just fucking shit talking riffs and oh, stuff dude. like this <laughs> whatever man what was i doing for an hour <laughs> um and you uh know, yeah everyone play fire slayers support your local <laughs> diaper dwarves like what, what's what's wrong with everyone man Get i out there vostark for life baby this charge is, across that field this has been this has been a um <laughs> this has been an episode for the history books uh all right i finally found like i finally found like a fire slayers player like they're just I know they exist, but it's like Fermi's paradox. Like, where are they? Like, um, top of turn one charge, man. Top of turn one charge, mathematically likely. And if get you, in there, yeah. And if you've made it this far watching the show, uh, you know, uh, obviously, if you're in chat gang currently right now, you're already liked, you're already subscribed. Uh, I just want to say real quick earlier on, CJ, you busta, thank you so much for becoming a Patreon, uh, exploring the buttons there. That was sweet. Um, hey, I have a Patreon, guys. Uh, it just it, it, there's you don't get anything extra. It, there's no. There are tiers. It's just for bragging rights. It's there's no paywalls for my content. I don't. I... Yeah, jo join the Patreon. Don't be a bitch. It's less than the, if you buy like one chalupa a month, you can buy you can support the Patreon. I do. So get get on there. Yeah, and you like uh, this content. It's free already. Give give the man a, a little bit of support. Let's let's go. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't. Uh, yeah, so it's it's there. It's <laughs> Soren made me make it. That's why it's there. Um, but I do get a bunch of like really great shows. I've got the the actual like uh, schedule for Rantcast, which is something I I did for a little bit. Then I stopped doing it. Uh, but then I did it way too much. So I have the next two months of Rant AOS Rantcast. More great shows like this starting up. I mean, there's another Decantcast coming up. There's a Christmas special. Uh, finally, the Haywo Mephisto Weebcast or Utaku Cast is going to happen. So, so that's on my Twitter page. That's the pin. Uh, it's floating around on YouTube because I have a community page now 
so hey, thank you for liking and subscribing enough to have a community page on YouTube. Everyone who watches the VODs. So yeah, I just wanted to do the little bit of advertisement now that we're three hours and 41 minutes <laughs> into this and nobody's heard it whatsoever. Um, but Chat Gang, as always, you are the show within the show. Thank you so much uh, for being a part of this tonight. Uh, really active chat, really great chat tonight. So so really awesome. Thank you so much. All the great questions. And let me Let me get one more thing in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, support Rantathon, or you're not cool. There you go. Yeah, uh, that, that's get in there, man. Yeah, Rantathon. Yeah, that that'll uh, that, that's happening next year, probably in July again. Um, probably end of July again. Um, it just a lot of events don't seem to happen around then. It's it's about the perfect time um, to do it. Start start saving your pennies now and start painting up your donations now, man. I'm gonna donate some. Right on. Yeah. I'll send you some, and you know people should support it because it's a great cause, and there's not enough people doing stuff like that. And to support a community is important, but to support people outside your community is even more important. I, if you, I mean, it's my belief that I ended up with a platform, kind of incidentally. I, I like talking about nerd shit, um, yeah. and it this is fun, and I feel like personal responsibility you know it, for me to not use the platform to do something good with it would just be that's bad that that's yeah. you don't you know when you get in the room you open a door for somebody else right and that's and that's yep. you know we've got this great community and i'm not gonna yeah so yeah so. i 100% agree i mean i think randathon is awesome and i just you know you you haven't mentioned it yet so i figured i would <laughs> i i don't take uh yeah it's it's, it's hard to it's, yeah Self-promotion. Take that compliment. Take a compliment. Yeah, so take a compliment. I'll try. I'll try. Right. I'll get better. I'll practice it. I'll practice it. Okay. Like, you'll, you'll practice your, like, phalanx formations and shit, and I'll, I'll practice taking compliments better. All right. Thanks again, man, for being on. Chat gang, you're the show within the show. Reason we do this thing. Drink your milk. Pay your taxes. And I will see you next week. Good night, everybody.